Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News, and we are covering the New World Server Transfer Update. we got a lot of good information from the devs that I'm going to be giving to you in just a second. If you missed the past broadcast, or I mean the live broadcast, you're watching about a three-hour video, but this beginning portion, we do a short recording with all of the information. This is an SNTR update. The New World Server Transfer update continues to develop, and they've given a very, very substantial post with all of the information that you might need if you're considering moving your player. You're going to want to listen carefully to some of this because if it involves moving your company... There's a very specific way to do that. If you like these short video game updates, be sure to click subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss, or check out SNTR Gaming where I live stream it. So the first thing that they answer is, how many times will you be able to transfer for free? And they say it's initially just going to be one token, and if the transfers result in uneven distribution that causes queues, they will issue new sets of tokens because there is the possibility that this this leads to more destabilization or a lack of equilibrium on the various servers. And then it says, when will full servers be open for transfer? And they basically answer by saying they monitor the activity on the servers and base the status of full off of peak times and queue times. It's not necessarily just a matter of character count. That obviously is probably playing a part, but... It's not as if enough people leaving a server is going to open space for you. It's a matter of the server's activity during peak times. They want to avoid those long queue times. So a server being full is not going to suddenly become unfull just because people leave it. Is there the potential for region transfers in the future? Their answer is there is potentially, yes, we're working on that now, but cannot provide an ETA. So they are attempting to do right by the community since they did initially say that region transfers would be possible. Will all members of a large company be able to transfer over? Do we have a cap of how many people can transfer to a certain server? Now, this is the real important thing if you want to move your company. Do not rename your company, okay? Do not uh, do not do anything other than the very specific instructions I'm about to give you. Every single person has to abandon that company. As soon as the final person leaves that company, it is considered abandoned just seconds later, and you can claim the name on another server. So if the name of your company is the Rageless you know, Rose Coffee Company, and everyone leaves, as soon as the last person leaves, the name becomes available on the other server. Do not change the name, because if you do that, the name will not be available. You have to empty the company so it's abandoned in order to get reuse, okay? Large companies should consider the implications of moving as a group to a busy server. This could cause the server to get to full status after the move. We will warn a full day ahead of time of any full status changes in the first week of server transfers being available. So keep in mind, if you're going to a server that you know is maybe a little notorious for being full, you might not want to take all 100 of your company members there. 
Are there any plans on adding new worlds for the regions and the areas and recommended languages? They're going to continue to monitor and do that as needed. Uh, is there a time frame to use the, the transfer by? Because you're getting a token to do this with. There is no time limit. You can save it for when you need it. Tokens are one per account, not per character. One token per account. Will you be able to move within the same world set? Yes. For players who are unable to transfer their character to their proper region, will there be some sort of XP boost or compensation available? They said, we heard feedback from those affected by this issue and started to work on a cross-region transfer based on it. Unfortunately, this will not be in the first release of transfers. So they have no plans to give you like an XP boost if you have to make a new character. They are instead working on region transfers that will come at a later date. Uh, why do we make character and company names global if we can't transfer across regions? They said, look, we're looking into this. That's actually a good question. That's why they're looking into region transfers. Uh, will there be a way to determine faction demographics on a server before transferring? So if you're like, hey, I want to know if Purple's doing well on this server, there's no way for you to know that before joining the server or transferring to it unless you have people there already. Maybe you have somebody that's telling you, hey, my server's pretty dope, come on over. So there's no out-of-game way to achieve this. Transfers themselves, as well as players choosing to change factions, could change demographics considerably, so any sample taken ahead of time might be misleading. So consider that. If your buddy tells you purple's doing great, that could change in a couple of weeks if it gets stormed, you know, the server gets stormed by a bunch of green. Can we open the window of where, uh, when you can transfer for longer so that you can do the unlocked servers? Tokens are permanent, so you don't need to worry about that. Do you remain in your faction or you have a chance to go to a different faction? Your faction status will be the same after transferring, okay? So you're not going to be able to, you know, switch factions because, again, you're not just going to be able to hop servers and join the leading team. If we own a group, uh, if we own a region on our current server, will that affect our ability to delete the guild if? deleting the guild is required it says no you can still remove all members from a company that owns a territory uh and the last question can we get an answer on the go with high pop servers and transfers especially in regards to cases where people have a character on a high pop server they wish to join but have been focusing on a lower pop server for playtime they said it will still be necessary to check the potential full status of a server if it is full you will not be able to transfer to it even if you delete your character on the server this is related to what i said before full status has nothing to do with character count it is based upon server activity so don't like delete your character thinking you're going to open up a spot that's not how it works the full status will only go away if the server activity and queue times go down during peak times it's not based off of character count it's based off of activity i hope you found this video helpful if you did hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one and I'll see you guys right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I just realized there's no music. Uh, <laughs> I started without any music playing, so it might seem a little quiet. Uh, apologies about that. My, uh, my wife had a Zoom call last night, and so I closed all that stuff down for her. So that is a... Uh, that's a that's a quiet one <laughs> that's a quiet opening so thank you guys so much for being here good morning good afternoon that's the wrong scene good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome to another episode of sntr gaming we appreciate your guys support for the channel
channel. We appreciate you guys supporting New World content. We are going to be getting back to variety, but the server transfer update was a little bit too big to bump off of the lead story since everybody was really, really trying to get information about it up to uh, up to this point. So, the Frickmas blend for the first time this morning. I'm very pleased. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. A couple of people have said they enjoy it more than the Dark Roast. I got it in my cup right now. My wife is having a hard time deciding whether or not she thinks it's better than the Dark Roast. And uh, that's the Madam Challenge you can take. Order a bag of Dark. Order a bag of Frickmas blend. And choose for yourself. Or... Just do the green light special. Get all three colors. We got we got a we basically got a stoplight. We got a, a red, yellow, and green. So you can get all three colors and decide for yourself which one you think uh, is best. So, greens, my friends, my bros, super excited for the server update. Yo, what's good, Ashen? How are you? Uh, what's good, Legend Status? Good to see you. Good morning, Vinny. How are you, Masami? Google Beats, Greenside, Murph Dog, Moody, Quiet Shy Girl, Gaming Fire, Cody. Errol, Raijin, Robert, Sheets, there's Zubair. All this purple versus green talk makes you think of the Drazi. <laughs> Kareem says, it seems like New World's more broken than expected. Well, this is not an actual issue of being broken. This is a solution for people to go where they want. So when the game first launched, they obviously had problems with server queue times. So they added new servers and told people, just make a character and get started. You can move your character later. It was a quick solution, you know, that I think was 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 a good response. It didn't help those of us that were on very populated servers, but it certainly helped everybody else jump in and play. The Frickmas is a medium roast bowl of ketchup. Uh, what's good, Insanity? Oh, uh, what's good, Omega? J. Murph, Distorted, Ghost Archer, King Key, Sandy Bell, 5900, OG Boxer, Nighthawk, Melrose Mike. Good to see everybody. Guys, don't forget that this afternoon we are starting the Say No to Rage story with the prelude, and it's going to go live. Uh, it's going to premiere at 3 p.m. Eastern over on SNTR Presents, and then we will follow it with a live AMA. I was referring to Upper Echelon's video, though. Uh, watch if you didn't. I mean, I know that Upper and other people that have gotten to the deep, deep end game are pointing out flaws and problems and taking this game to the woodshed. I'm not concerned about that for a couple of reasons. Number one, the main reason I decided uh, to to sink my teeth into this game and play it and cover it is because I feel its longevity and its life and its community will largely be made up of more mid-lane players, more casual players. I'm not saying that casual people enjoy this game, but more casual MMO fans are going to be enjoying this game. And that is my position on it. That doesn't mean that those things do not need to be addressed or solved, but it certainly means they are not front-burner issues at the moment. You are going to probably have more hardcore players walking away the more that these problems emerge, but the more mid-lane players, I think, are probably having a perfectly good time in the game, even though there is some problems. There are some issues with the way that players are messing with the economy or territory or not letting people join an invasion or you know new world pvp gameplay is certainly in a strange spot there's an invincibility glitch there's people that can't even get into the wars if they want to so those are going to need to be addressed as well but i don't think those are affecting the mid lane players nearly as much when i look at the shop in world transfers there's nothing there 
Um, I don't necessarily think it's been pushed out yet. I don't think it's in this update, unless I misunderstood. They were simply saying, it's coming, here's an answer to basically any... <clears throat> they already fixed invincibility. Yeah, I figured. This is stuff like making your character invulnerable if you minimize the game. Some people are breaking stuff for all categories of games, but that's pretty much par for the course, and it's already been... The invincibility's already been addressed. Upper feeds off drama and negativity. The last time he made a decent balanced video was a Div 1 build video. Well, and I mean, I, that's that's part of the challenge anytime a YouTuber is going to try to take a game to the woodshed. Um, to me, it's like, well, you know, uh, the, the, if, you, if, if you're actually going to, you know, take that person's word for it. You always have to look at where they're coming from. Are they doing it for entertainment value? Are they doing it because they know it gets clicks? Are they doing it because they played so much they're at the front of the wave? We t- we used to talk about this in the game that I used to cover. When you're at the front of the wave, you are going to find the rough spots, the shallow spots, the thin spots in the game a whole lot quicker than everybody else. You see, so that's one of the reasons when a game like New World hits and someone with two to three hundred hours starts complaining about the game, that doesn't really ruffle my feathers. I'm not like, oh no, the game's in bad shape. I'm like, if it took you 200 to 300 hours to unearth these problems, it's likely that they can be corrected, addressed, looked at, analyzed, whatever, before the rest of the community gets there. Do you see? So I don't necessarily think that. If the hardcore endgame, you know, players in that loop is shaky or bad or in a rough spot, I don't think it's as concerning, right? He's 100% right. A lot of YouTubers who did play this game since the first alpha alpha um, did point out a lot of problems we have now. Well, so, sure, I'm not going to act like they fixed every problem before the game came out. That that is that is that is definitely a thing. Like they were they weren't even ready. I mean, they delayed the game once. They delayed the game one, so clearly not every issue has been resolved or solved. But, but I think the reason this game has promise is the core game is good. Going out into the world and questing, leveling all your different skills, I think that at the center, that's the core, I think that is in a good place. I think it's satisfying, it's enjoyable. I'm not going to make comparisons to Destiny, but one of the things we said over the years was the reason that that game was so popular for so long was because it just felt so good to play it. I believe the open world sort of new world experience, I think, is very, very close to getting that categorization for me. It's just so satisfying to play, to chop some trees down, to to hit some rocks, to to hunt wolves, to 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 grind and to level and to get those things. I don't necessarily think that that is in any any way a guarantee, but it certainly means you're going to hook a lot of people and they'll keep playing, right? We all know that when you hook people with a really addicting and satisfying content loop, it's very likely that they'll keep coming back warts and all. They'll just keep coming. They'll be like, yeah, you know. Uh, Vicky, we, we're going to have to ask for English only. We, we can't read what you're putting there. 
For a $40 MMO with no sub fee and changing its direction partway through, I'd say the game is pretty good. Much bigger AAA $70 games with much bigger budgets come out uh, just as, if not more, broken. I don't know if you know if you could classify the game as broken, right? I don't know if you could classify the game as broken. It, from where I sit, the, 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 the core game works just fine. It works just fine, you know? Wait, why can't I report? Oh, I'm on, I'm logged in on the wrong. I gotta switch accounts here. Hang on. Uh, let's see. And there we go. And I'll have to uh, reload chat to take care of this. I'm not sure what's going on. There we go. Uh, broken is Outriders. I'll put them in a timeout just to see if that like rattles their cage, like to. See if they understand what we're trying to say to them. I don't consider it as broken, just addressing it in the way that's the wording a lot of people use. Sure, and I yeah, I don't I don't think that you were asserting that. There are people that have stated that they feel like the game is broken or or whatever. And uh, I, I just I don't I don't think I don't see enough evidence of of problems. To, conc- to conclude that. I really, really don't. I see more, way more good than bad. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Um, as you're saying, it's a $40 game. There's no sub-fee. And in that lane and in that category, you know, I, I don't know if people can really conclude that the game is the game has got, you know, it. it's got, like, massive, deep-seated, this-is-gonna-ruin-the-game problems, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know. This is the real dilemma, I think. I think the ongoing content plan matters more, and that might seem weird, right? That might seem weird, but I think the ongoing... I think the ongoing content plan matters more. Because if you can keep those mid lane players happy and feeling like the game is fresh and things are going on and and the game is getting update uh, updates, then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's so many of those people. As long as they're as long as you're monetizing their engagement in some way. What's good, Mo? What's good, Gritter? Um, if you can monetize the mid. <laughs> If you can monetize the mid and you get them to engage and you get them to keep playing and they keep spending money, then I think the game will be fine. You don't need those super crazy hardcores that play for 300 hours and are like, oh, I discovered that there's a missing material in the game. That, that, that is not, that's not, that's not going to sink your ship. You know what I mean? That's not going to sink your battleship. Like Cyberpunk? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I'm not going to give up on this argument. But there is no argument, Greenside. There is no argument. Cyberpunk was in such bad shape, it was literally removed from a, 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 a storefront and people were issued refunds. If that's the category you're in, that your game launched so poorly that people got refunds and that Sony took it out of its storefront, you don't really get to be like, yeah, well, New World's New World's in the same boat when New World was $40 and they've not had to issue any refunds. They've had they've had an overwhelming amount of support, engagement and growth. I I don't I don't think I don't think it's a comparison. It works for me and I enjoy it. 
Right, but again, if you're attempting to make a comparison to a bad launch, there is not a comparison. You're talking you're talking about a game that was so bad, it's like it's a historic thing now. That's historic for these companies to offer refunds. That's not been a thing historically that you could just like, "Oh, give me a refund. The game wasn't very good." The game was literally so bad that they issued refunds and took it out of a storefront. You can't compare that to virtually any other game. You can't even compare it to Outriders. Outriders was super bad at launch. It had issues, it had bugs, it has glitches. But it wasn't so bad that people were getting refunds and it was getting ripped out of a storefront. You know what I mean? They have to give away DLC now? Right. This game isn't even remotely close to Cyberpunk. New World doesn't even compare to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk made history for its level of garbageness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think it's great that people like it. I'm not going to try to talk you out of enjoying Cyberpunk. But you cannot compare New World launching having server queue issues and there being some bugs in the game like bugs and exploits. You you, you can't compare that to to what Cyberpunk had. It just isn't the same. New World's PC only. There are plenty of PC-only games that launch and have so many problems that they have a massive, massive amount of bad reviews and they get uh, a, a surge of refunds, right? You get a surge. You, you get a you get a surge of refunds. That happens all the time. New World being PC-only PC doesn't protect it from that. If anything, it opens it up more to that. If New World was as bad as Cyberpunk at launch, they would have had significant, just a, a swarm of bad reviews on Steam and a swarm of refunds. And they had the opposite. They had so many people playing every single day. They had to add servers. Even a week later, we were still dealing with queue times. That's, that's the opposite of what happened with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was so bad, so unplayable, that people were getting refunds, and Sony took it out of its storefront. It just isn't comparable. You can have games that are so glitchy and so buggy and so bad on PC that they, they, they get bad reviews. There was a game recently that I was going to play. I think it was like a... It wasn't like a super small indie title, but it also wasn't a AAA title. And it had so many complaints about problems, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get that game. You know what I mean? And it was not even perfectly fine on PC. It worked well on PC after some patches. Like... I don't know. I think people enjoy Cyberpunk and it totally makes them blind to the fact that Cyberpunk was an embarrassment. I mean, it was an actual embarrassment. The worst thing that happened with New World at launch was they didn't they weren't ready for the the number of people to log in. Like they had server issues. Like that was pretty much it. The game was playable day one. I logged in and played New World for, what, eight hours day one? Zero issues? Zero problems? I had a crash, I think, the second day. I've not crashed since. One crash? Like, you have to understand something. You're not even actually outlining what's so broken about New World. You're not. Like, we could outline the laundry list of problems that were happening in Cyberpunk when it first came out, right? We could outline the laundry list of problems that it had, okay? New World didn't even have any significant game-breaking problems in its first week. Now, there's exploits that people are finding. That's literally every game. A boar farming exploit, an invincibility exploit. That's like every single game that exists. People find ways to break stuff, right? People find ways to break stuff. 
You don't have to. Upper did it for me. But again, I'm not going to have my feathers ruffled by somebody who's played for two to three hundred hours. Endgame issues exist in virtually every single game that attempts to have ongoing gameplay. Whether it was Diablo 3 at launch, all the woes that both Destiny and The Division have gone through, even Borderlands 3, right? When the core game is good and the end game has problems, you can't be like, oh yeah, it's just as bad as Cyberpunk. That's not even that's not even close to reality. Like, again, the core game in New World is good. It functions. People can level and play and quest. I've made my own criticisms of the leveling, but the leveling is not so bad that I would say that it's a broken experience. Is it a frustrating and sort of cliche RPG experience where you get to a certain level and everything slows down and it zaps the enjoyment out of the game a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll say that, but that's 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 a tried and true RPG way. You know, I don't like it, but that doesn't mean it's broken. That doesn't mean it's bad. Like Again, late game problems I'm not washing over those and be like it's not a big deal they need to address them but that doesn't make the game equal to cyberpunk right and it's interesting to me this conversation is very interesting to me because in one breath you're confirming that cyberpunk was broken at launch and then in the next breath you're like defending cyberpunk which is it You're making mutually exclusive statements that, like, New World is just as bad as Cyberpunk was at launch. As if that's like you're chopping New World down a peg by saying that. And then in the next breath, you're acting like Cyberpunk was great. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm I'm extremely confused which, which position you're taking. Was Cyberpunk really, really bad? Like, he says it's now worse than Cyberpunk? Who says that? Upper says that New World is worse than Cyberpunk. I that that's laughably intellectually bankrupt. That's not true. That's not true. When so, one, when one of Cyberpunk's patches, what like four months ago, was to make the driving better. Did he actually say that? That's not intellectually honest. That's not even honest if he said that. I have a hard time believing that he said that. He said it was worth the price point of 40. I was going to say there's no way he said that it's his, that it's that New World's worse than Cyberpunk. Who in the frick is actually trying to claim that? The upper video highlights all the broken parts of the game. Nowhere near Cyberpunk levels of broken though. Right. I feel like I'm getting baited here. I don't think that he said that. A good chunk of his critique is leveled at endgame events not working. I'm pretty sure he said it's still fine for 40 and for flares are leveling up. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty balanced video to me. He's essentially saying what I said, but he's obviously taking a hatchet to the endgame because that's where he is. As I said, when this entire discussion started, somebody who's played for two and three hundred hours taking issue with broken stuff in the endgame, that doesn't really concern me. Right? That doesn't really bother me. Because if the base game, if the core game is good and working, then the game should be fine. Because the main reason I started playing this, right? Oh, Red Rocket said it's worse here in chat. I mean, that's just, again, that's just intellectually bankrupt. It's not even close. Like, there's not a New World patch where they were like, hey, we made walking better. Like, they had to make the driving better in Cyberpunk. How is driving bad in your game to the point that it's, like, celebrated in a patch? 
Like, you're throwing confetti in the air for something that should have never been an issue to begin with. The driving, like, that's your big patch? Like, four months ago? Hey, we made the driving not garbage. Like, come on, dude. Like, they're not having to address any base-level gameplay issues like that. Lag, server issues, and issues with PvP combat and exploits, that's not in the same universe as our driving was so god-awful we had to patch it. Like, it was so bad. It was one of the most complained about things with respect to traversing the city that it's, it's basically the focal point of a patch. Come on. Novels for patch notes, right? Like CVS receipts of patch notes, just all the things they had to fix in that game. Get out of here. The cyberpunk cop system did get a tiny patch, but it's still lacking car chases. I don't want to get stuck on this because I don't think it's a good comparison. I think it's better to discuss why this game will be okay if they can satisfy the mid lane. If they can satisfy the mid lane, then I think the game will be just fine. You're comparing a single person story game to an MMORPG that's pretty intellectually bankrupt. See, I know it sounds good to use a phrase that I just use because you think it's powerful, but you have to understand what equivalencies are. You guys were creating equivalencies in the chat that were false equivalencies with respect to broken or buggy games. I am not comparing the games with respect to content loop or content substance because that would be ultimately pointless. Comparing an MMORPG to a single, like a first person single player game, I I wasn't doing that. I wasn't comparing the games as they are genres. So, nothing I was saying was intellectually bankrupt. I was simply saying to the people that were comparing it with respect to being buggy or broken, I was saying, this is nowhere near as bad as Cyberpunk was at launch. They made the comparison, and I said... I don't think you can say that. I've not seen a single game-breaking glitch. I've not seen a groundswell of refunds. I've not seen a groundswell of bad reviews about the bugs and the unplayable nature of the game. I've not seen any of that. And that all happened to Cyberpunk, right? I only care about content. Why would I, as a game player, care uh, about anything else first? Right. Which is exactly the point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is... The core gameplay is so good, these late game things need to be addressed, but they're not a primary concern right now. They're not. Equilibrium on servers, uh, distribution of players, uh, um, server transfers going smoothly. These all matter way more than like, I'm a 300 hour player and I can't find this legendary material. I get that that's frustrating. But let me tell you, this is the same thing I said for five years when I covered Destiny. Hardcore players don't matter as much in those early stages of content. They don't. You get there first, you expose the problems first, and then everybody else gets to enjoy, basically, the fruits of your labor. Because all that stuff will get patched, addressed, fixed, whatever, debugged, before the 70% of the community that has no idea what in the frick you're talking about. Like, the number of people playing this game that don't watch YouTube is significant, and they probably have zero clue 
Like, I guarantee you, you pull like a thousand people, you find all these guys in your server in the 30s and 40s, and get in a voice chat with them, and be like, what do you think about this? And just rattle off all the issues that Upper addressed in his video. And you know what they're going to say? They're like, I don't know what the frick you're talking about. I'm just having fun, dude. I was hunting wolves last night with my buddy, and uh, it's been fun, man. I leveled up my logging, and uh, harvesting is getting a little bit better. Like, they're not going to have a stinking clue what you're talking about. They're going to be like, what is going on? That is how it always is in these games. The early adopters, the end game rushers, you. You are always going to get to the shallow, to the weak, and to the thin parts of the game first. You're on the front of the wave. That's why I don't find it concerning. I don't. I have I have issues with the game that I find irritating. I got irritated yesterday. I was just trying to play the campaign, and it was like it went from level thirty five to forty three, and then I went to go do it, and the enemies were forty eight, and I was like, "What in the what in the blue frick just happened? Why did the enemies jump fifteen levels? You know?" And I'm by myself. I was irritated, and what did I do? I just went and ran. I went into a, another area, and I ran uh, faction stuff in town board, and it was way faster to level up than you know beating my head against the wall in some stupid single player. You know, by myself, you know, campaign mission. So, yeah, that was irritating, but knowing what I know about the game's development, I'm not going to lose my shirt and be like, I can't believe this. This is unexcusable. It's like, this was originally not even going to be a PvE game. It was going to be PvP all of the time. So a lot of the PvE content, eh, it's rough, right? It's rough. Oh, they started a new expedition in No Man's Sky? Shoot. I've not been paying attention to that game. <clears throat> thanks Lono it's so much fun when you can talk about a game like that oh how I'm talking right now I mean I, I missed it obviously I missed it but uh, not that it entirely matters what UE said but he did say it's approaching anthem level that's what he said again what is upper doing uppers at the front of the wave so what's he doing He, he he's potentially making a fair comparison okay I'm not going to bludgeon the guy and be like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not accurate. He could be making close to a fair comparison because Anthem's endgame was pretty thoughtless. The endgame loop wasn't really there. They had contradictory stats. They had contradictory builds. They had drop rates that were abysmal. There was literally no way to do any min-maxing. You couldn't do it in Anthem, Okay. Is that going on in New World? I don't know. I've not watched his video, okay? But I don't think from the videos that I've seen and the guides that I've seen, I don't think anybody could claim that this game is reaching, like, endgame levels of Anthem because you can't min-max. Because I've seen some pretty great guides on how to min-max your character. I've seen them. They're out there. You couldn't do that in Anthem. Go find a min-maxing guide for Anthem. There was none because you couldn't get any loot. It was terrible. And the loot you got didn't make any sense. A guy made a whole, like, spreadsheet on this on Reddit. Anthem was awful. It made no sense. It didn't, you could you couldn't min-max an Anthem. It wasn't possible. It was literally impossible. So, you know... If he, if he thinks it's getting close to that or it's approaching that level, it's approaching the Anthem level, 
Uh, I don't know. I, that probably not. I would say I don't think that's accurate. Uh, you know, if it's got end game problems and the end game seems to be, uh, if the end game seems to be a little disheveled, I could see why somebody might hearken back to and remember how bad Anthem was. But my gosh, you you in the in the most literal sense could not min max in Anthem. You couldn't do it. The one pushback, the Anthem developers couldn't do much about it. Problems with the engine, resources. We don't need to rehash Anthem's problems. I'm talking about the result, the product. You couldn't even do the thing that the endgame was about. You can do that in New World right now. You 100% can do a very specific build, get very specific weapons and jewels and everything else, and be really strong at a particular thing. Have you watched me play the dungeons in a, a really good, a really well-specced tank? It's, dude, it's freaking fun. Anthem was not that bad. I had fun playing it. Homie, I loved Anthem. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But its endgame was truly, truly awful. It was very disappointing. I loved it. That was one of the first games I started investing in, and I was experiencing channel growth and community growth covering a game that wasn't Destiny, right? I wanted so badly for Anthem to do well. I did. I had a, I had a massive amount of bias for, in, in Anthem's favor because if it would have done well, we would have been able to diversify and... You know, getting banned from Destiny in April of this year, it wouldn't have been as devastating because I would have had other games that I had started dipping my toe in. Division 2, we were having good growth and good experiences with Division 2. And then that game fell off in the end game. Man, I was I wanted so badly for Anthem. I still want Anthem to do well because there's no game that gives you that. There isn't a game where you can basically be Iron Man and make your suit awesome and go kill stuff. There's not a game like just launching out and flying around the world. I could do that for hours. I loved it. I think my favorite thing to do in Anthem was just literally grinding the public events. I loved it. The different areas, the scope of the landscape and the skyboxes, it just felt super dope to fly into an area and it was, you know, there's fog and trees and then there was like the the, the, the tomb, like Egyptian-like areas and then there was like the alien-looking areas. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I was very disappointed the way that game went. Insomniac needs an open-world Iron Man game. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, my. Just make him fly like that ranger did in Anthem, and I'll be happy. JoJo coming in with two months of membership. Thank you so much. If you're just tuning in and you clicked on this video, either through a YouTube search or a suggested video, thank you for doing that. We have the information. If you've got questions about the server transfers, I read through the frequently asked questions this morning right at the beginning of the stream. So you can go back to that part of the stream if you want to watch that. Uh, If you want to support the stream, Hit subscribe, say something in chat, and introduce yourself. Hit the bell button. If you've been here before, there's other ways to support the stream. You can click the join button, and that supports me directly. It gets you a badge. It gets you emotes. It gets you increased access in our Discord if you're looking for people to play with. And don't forget, get your coffees order coffee orders in, and let me know when you order them. This is our coffee. My wife and children pack it up and ship it to you. We've got the Frickmas blend, and then we have the light and the dark roast. The light and the dark roast is the same base flavor, it's Rageous Roast, balanced acidity, very drinkable, depending on if you want light or dark. 
A lot of people are taking the Madam Challenge. My wife can't decide if she likes the Frickmas blend or holiday blend uh, or the uh, or the dark roast. Which one she likes more. So some people are taking the Madam Challenge. I call it the green light special because it's the colors of a stoplight, like the red, yellow, and green. If you want to get all three colors, that's a great value uh, as well. And that does uh, that keeps the shipping that keeps the shipping in a nice, nice clean spot. Just three bags, boom. It's very good value. Any advice on how to find more PvP active server in New World? You would probably just have to do research. You'd have to get into the forums, uh, get on Reddit, um, you know, and and just ask around. Honestly, I keep smudging my glasses because like I got like an eyelash that I keep having to mess with and then I bump my glasses. I have long eyelashes uh, and they are notorious for like turning around and poking my eye. That's like the worst. Something in your eye has to be, I think, one of the worst things. (laughs) So pesky. The Frickmas blend may cause Frickmas to be year-round holiday. That's right. That's right. Um, For those of you who don't know, we celebrate Frickmas every year. I say Frick and we came up with it one year and we thought it was funny. So appreciate a very strong turnout today hopefully you guys are enjoying new world uh joe i think jojo for two months thank you for the two months um i still be playing anthem today if it was able to deliver yeah i I, it was man do you remember the bug that had legendary dropping from resource farming (laughs) i remember uh I, i remember debating with people about drop rates in anthem and they couldn't understand why Ending ending a, a mission and getting a couple of legendaries, they couldn't understand why that wasn't enough. They're like, but it's a legendary, Lono, it's legendary. I'm like, you don't seem to understand where the true value lies. Eugene probably remembers this debate. I think he was there that day. This guy was animate. He was like, but it's a legendary. It's a legendary. I said, you don't understand. It doesn't matter if it's a legendary. If the roll on the weapon is trash, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm deleting it. It being a legendary doesn't matter to me. It needs to be a good roll. And the only way I'm going to get a good roll is if you drop a lot of them. You need to drop so many. It needs to rain legendaries on me. To the same degree that when you're getting to the place of looking for legendaries like blues, it just rains blues on you. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you're at that echelon of the game... It doesn't matter. You're throwing it over your shoulder. You're looking for a specific type. You're looking for a specific weapon. I remember that the mathematical probability of getting the weapon that you wanted with the role that you wanted was insane. I mean, the, the, it was unbelievable. The layers of RNG. And he just didn't care. He was like, but it's a legendary. But it's a legendary, Lono. And I was like, oh my gosh. It was like a one in one, one it was like a one in one hundred thousand chance to get what you wanted. It was in and I remember adding it up and showing them on the screen, like, look how many like different variations and amalgamations there are. You're never going to get what you want. Like ever. You could play this game for a lifetime. And he just didn't care. He's like, but it's a legendary. <laughs> that was the day I realized how many people don't understand what good loot is. I do. I, I, I agree with you, Eugene. I think there are very many people out there who play RPGs. They have a very surface level understanding of loot. And I'll tell you why I know these people exist. Okay? I was one of them. I was one of them. I played both Borderlands 2 and Destiny 1 
with zero knowledge of like what a role meant as far as a, like attaching value to it I just didn't care I would see the color I would look at the damage numbers and that's how I would make my decisions in those games and I remember playing in front of a live audience and people started talking about gun rolls and gun parts in Borderlands. And I was like, it was like all of a sudden, it was like I was wearing glasses that were like half on and all of a sudden it just opened up. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is why people want to farm for weapons. I never understood. I was like, why are you farming for that? Like over and over and over again. It just never made any sense to me. And I remember thinking that like, I think I made a video. I made. A, I might have made a video about how f- farming is bad for games. I was just totally in. You know, uh, uh, I was just totally ignorant. I was. I ordered that coffee because I had a dream about it. Are you serious? Somebody did order some coffee. Let's see who it was. They went for the stoplight special, green light special, whatever I'm supposed to not say. They went with every color: yellow, red, and green. Thank you, zero creativity for ordering some coffee. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Always nice to start the day with a coffee order. (sighs) New World has good earnable loot. Uh, I think the New World loot is good. It is a little frustrating the way they've treated the dungeons because I'll run the dungeons once or twice and uh, (laughs) it if you're running a particular build and you don't get the things to drop that you want to drop, well, you know what I'm saying? By the time, by the time you 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 start to get what you want, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I inspect the players constantly. I'm like, that's the role you settled for, right? Right? <laughs> uh when you break, can you throw some more? He's talking Dropbox. I was gonna see what happened if I just did. If I just did it, I wonder what it would do to the bitrate. I swear I did it one day while we were streaming and wasn't paying attention, and like it didn't affect the bitrate. It probably would just trash it though, because I'm on AT and T. Uh, let's just call it Rageous Roast Challenge and leave stopping red and lights out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll call it the Rainbow Order. One of every color, right? One of every color. Uh, hey, Lono, says Demetrius. MMOs have a long relationship with third-party add-ons that increase quality of life. The first add-ons have launched for New World with an interactive mini-map that completely changes the game. I actually think that that is a very good point that you're making. The the the, the, the assisted map thing is actually very very helpful. Harry says division is the best game for how loot is handled. No one can change my mind. I I can't argue because I don't know what they did. Do do you, so? Do you think they do a better job than Diablo 3's seasonal format? Because Diablo 3 is one of the most praised for how they handle loot and how they handle the seasonal format. And so I'd be interested to see what's Division doing that's making you say that. I'm not questioning the fact that it might be true because, honestly, I've heard lots of good things about Division 2 recently. Like, they really fixed a lot of things. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that Frickmas blend. That Frickmas Frickmas blend's good. You guys guys better... uh, (laughs) Better get those orders in. We're uh, we're not we're not we're not running it year round. I'm gonna tell you that right now. 
Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening. What's good, George? I played Diablo 2 and Hellgate London uh, back in the day so much. After that, it felt like every other game got a worse loot system. Division 2 has loot sharing, super targeted loot, and an overwhelming amount of loot. The only thing I'd be worried about with loot sharing is um, can that undercut short and short circuit the grind? You know what I'm saying? That's always a concern when I hear that. I immediately, like, immediate alarm bells go off. You know? Division's always had the better loot systems, even going back to one. Well, Division, when the 1.8 came out, it actually, I remember people saying that it was it was very, very good. I remember people saying that. You know, I've been Team Dark Rose for so long, I don't know if I can change my age. Hey, you guys, you guys can take the Zubair challenge. We'll call it the Zubair challenge. Order one of every color and see if Zubair's right. Is Dark Rose the best of the three? There's the Madam Challenge, and there's the Zubair Challenge. So, we appreciate a strong uh, turnout today. If you're new, introduce yourself in chat, hit subscribe. We'd love to meet you. We do a daily talk show like this Monday through Friday. We have been covering a lot of New World, but we are going to go back to doing also some variety gaming coverage. And then New World gameplay and coverage will still take place, but that will be the second show of the day when we start making that shift. But... The, the server transfer, New World server transfer, was too big to not like, okay, we gotta lead the day with this. This is pretty big. Everybody was asking about it. Division can share the loot with your actual group you are in for one hour, and after that you can't. Okay, you're not short-circuiting that grind because there's always room for improvement. Okay, now that's that's not bad. That's not bad. Clearly, they're limiting it because of what I just said. You know what I'm saying? What I just said, order the Madam Challenge. George says we're close to 200 likes. Can we get 200 likes? Yo, my lady cat, ordering the Madam Challenge. A dark roast and a Frickmas blend. Thank you very, very, very much. I appreciate that. Thank you, cat. Our transfer's out. I do not think so. I'll, I'll check in my game right now. I do not think they are out. No, world transfer? Mm-mm, no. Uh, they, they basically answered all of the questions about it again. For those that were concerned, there is, uh, there is the possibility of region transfers with no ETA. They said they're looking into it. So if you're trying to transfer regions, you're going to have to wait, but they're looking into it. Two months from my man Mithrax, always ordering coffee, this guy. Got my Frickmas roast yesterday. It's so good. My fiance put your kid's drawing on our fridge. Thanks for the coffee and everything you do. I, that's that's very kind. Thank you, Mithrax. The kids love doing it. Now, sometimes they get a little tired. My wife's like, hey, we got a lot of coffee orders. You guys got to make some drawings. They're like, oh, man. <laughs> like they, they can get a little, they can get a little like tired of it, but they're, they're good. They're good kids. So they, uh, they always come around. Once you hit level 60 in New World, your drops will only be gear score 500, but you can buy gear up to score 585-90. It will take about 50 hours of playtime to be able to grind gear as good. So do you think that's a problem, Demetrius? That like, are you pointing this out as longevity for endgame? Or is this a problem for endgame? Because you can, because you can just, you can buy better loot than you can grind for? You may have your kids' drawings on more fridges than anyone else in America. They're on my fridge, too. Oh, that's so cute. I love that you guys do that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yo, what's good, Chess Pain? I think it's a huge problem. Okay. 
I mean, I was ready to say it. I was like, that sounds really stupid. <laughs> that sounds really dumb. Why would I grind? Why would I put that many hours in if I, uh, if I can just go buy it? You know? Doesn't seem like a problem when the goal is 600 anyways. Essentially, I have no motivation to grind gear up from level 500 to 580 because you can just buy the gear off of the trading post. I appreciate Stink Spaghetti Monsters looking, uh, drawing with my morning cup. Oh, thank you, Sven. If you couldn't do that, why have a trading post? Well, I'm not saying buying is the problem. There definitely needs to be generous routes for loot. Do you see, like, games always get this wrong, okay? Games always get this wrong. We, we used to talk about this so much when we talked Destiny. New World Loot Generosity that why choke it why when I hit 60 let me give you a really easy way to to address this problem when I hit 60 all six dungeons should become playable at my level with very generous drops and the loot drops relevant to my gear score what did you just do you just repurposed all that capital, all those dungeons, and you gave that loot more elasticity and more value. Do you see? As opposed to this is what happens. This is it's it's, it's un- it seems so it's always it's always the case. They basically try to slow you down because they're like the end game is a little thin. So slow them down choke loot generosity slow down leveling the frick why why no Repurp- repurpose the, the the dungeons are good amrine is good the dungeons are good why leave them behind it's some of the best pve content in the game you revitalize it it has relevancy now what am i gonna do I'm going to go play those dungeons that are relevant to me with respect to the drops until I get what I want. This game should have level 60 versions of all instance content, especially because the dungeons are so well built. 100% agree with you. Speaking of dungeons, the game we don't mention is putting them in the... (laughs) I (laughs) I saw that. I saw that. I was like, what a shame that I don't cover that game anymore, dude. What a freaking shame. Oh man, I'd be take. I would pro- from uh, from what I understand. I think I'd be taking him to the woodshed this morning. I think I would be. <laughs> you know that <laughs> that gif of of what's his face and hot fuzz loading the shotgun and saying shame. <laughs> I, I'd probably be saying that. I'm like well, that's a shame. You gotta. You don't think I would, Eugene? You think I'd be on their side? I don't know. When I read it, I was like, this is not what I had in mind when I said I'm willing to pay more for more content. People are ticked about five bucks. Yeah, but it's all about the optics. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. The Joker is always right here. It's never about the money. It isn't. It's never about the money. It's about the optics. It's about the message. Why? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? That, let's flip it around, Eugene. Let's flip it around. It's only five bucks. Why? Why throw that gasoline can out? 
Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. This is all by design, by the way. This is their playbook 101. They are the kings of emotionally manipulating their community in order to get free publicity. They've been doing it for years. Somebody somewhere in a boardroom says, just make them pay $5 more. Why would you do that? Oh, they're going to get really mad. And then everyone's going to hear about our dungeons and our DLC for free. It's called Madvertising. I, thank you, Bill Maher, for coming up for that terminology, if it's original to him. Madvertising. You get everybody mad, and they basically advertise for you. So, so, so everybody... <laughs> they're trending! They're trending on Twitter 18 months, 18 hours after it broke. I could break down the pricing for you, but it wouldn't do any good. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It's not about what's right. It's not about what's wrong. I don't even have a position on it. I I, I kind of respect it. I really do. Game respects game. I respect it. <laughs> they, they, uh... <laughs> they got everybody so wound up over $5. And look at all the free advertising they got yesterday. Every article written about it what's it doing it's putting on display their product you can do this or this you know what i'm saying and the average consumer will say oh five dollars who cares do you know how many people go to a digital storefront and say Here's the $59.99 version, and here's the $69.99 version. It gives you everything. Just give me everything. It's worth the $10. There are so many people that do that, and then the developers are just running to the bank. That that extra $10 is for, like, digital crap, just literal junk that you're never going to care about. Like, everybody gets the same dumb skin. I swear I keep hearing something. Everybody gets the same dumb skin... And, and, and then you don't care about it a week later. You gave them $10 for freaking nothing, for basically freaking nothing, right? For nothing. Come on. They did it to push the deluxe sales? Yeah, and they're getting a ton of free advertising for their deluxe sales right the frick now, because everybody's ticked off about $5. I probably wouldn't have taken them to the woodshed. I probably would have been nuanced. I probably would have been like, listen, more content for more money makes sense to me. It's optional. Think about all the people that don't care about dungeons. They get to save five bucks. There are plenty of people that are like, I never play that content. We used to say that about raids. Don't you dare take this back. Don't you dare take this back. Plenty of you, plenty of people over the years said, I would pay more money if I got a raid every season. There were tons of people that used to say that. They're like, I'm sick of there not being enough endgame content. I want raids, I want dungeons, what, whatever the frick. Plenty of people said that over the years. The deluxe version everyone is buying anyways because it has the season pass and the goodies. Right, like who's buying the non-season pass version of that? <laughs> Who? Who? Who are you? Well, you just want the expansion? You don't want the season? (laughs) They celebrated that the Everest money got his dungeons? No, that is not. No, don't you freaking, don't you do that. Don't you dare make me defend that freaking company. That is not what they said, and that is not how they positioned it.
They gave an example about how one Eververse item funded the development of a dungeon. They didn't say Eververse money gives you dungeons. They didn't say that. They said the Eververse is serving a good purpose. You guys get angry about like an you know an exotic ornament or whatever, and it friggin' paid for a dungeon. You know what I mean? It's completely optional, non-game changing purchase that funded content. They were attempting to give you a peek behind the curtain. They weren't establishing like an axiom. Well, yeah, the Eververse pays for all the dungeons, and so they are going to be free from now on. Like, no, that's not. It was not. That was not the point of that when they let us know that. I, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about that game I don't because I, I made plenty of predictions about Witch Queen over the years it was sort of like my holy grail it was like my holy grail it was like oh it's all going to come to fruition and I'm going to get to play it and those mother effers banned me and I'm not going to get to play it you know so I don't want to talk about that game <laughs> I like laughing at the community though I enjoy that the most <laughs> I enjoy that. I like laughing at the community. The community amuses me. <laughs> the streamers and the content creators, they make me giggle. They're adorably stupid. <laughs> Except for Astacross. <laughs> I love him. I love him. But the rest of them are adorably stupid. <laughs> Like puppies peeing in the corner and wondering why their feet are wet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Hmm. How do you see the shift in the faction standings playing out on our server now that character transfers are live? Okay, so they could approach... New World territory factions that that you know tension in the game they could address this in a number of ways. I think the easiest way to address it is territory resets on a seasonal on a seasonal uh, you know button press right seasonal button press bloop and then they they reset everything now that doesn't solve the fact that a server is seventy five percent green okay. I'm not saying every server is this way, but there are certainly going to be servers that are overwhelmed with a particular faction, which makes the territory control sort of a no-brainer. It's like, you know who's going to take over, okay? So, you'd have to hit this from, like, four angles, okay? You'd have to hit it from, like, four angles. You'd have to hit it from the reset angle, which would cause the the power vacancy and player pain i would say i think it's okay to do that like i think i think that's fine the second thing you have to figure out is incentive can you incentivize can you incentivize players to join a different faction pick you know can you incentivize something that would establish or achieve some sense of equilibrium if that makes sense because if the greens are like we're gonna go green again and we're just gonna take over the map you're not achieving much right you're not you're not you're 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 not a whole you're not really doing anything okay 
So, uh, you have to figure out a way to incentivize that. Like, what are you going to do if a server a server is overwhelmingly one color? What are you going to do? I saw we had server transfers. I had a debate if I wanted to join your server right now. I don't know how active the company is and the purple faction is getting destroyed. Uh, our actual faction, I would say, is is uh, our company. I'm sorry. Um, our company is pretty active. But yeah, purple is just getting shellacked. It's basically a green-orange war on ours. But we have 40 members. We have 40 members, and I'm looking at the levels. I'll just shout out the levels here, and I'll also let you know that typically there's always about 6 to 10 people online out of the 40, which is pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio. A 56, a 25, a 39, a 45. I am a 48. Uh, a 34, a 19, a 14. So we got a couple got a couple low guys here, and they haven't been on in a while. So DeWitt and Teddy haven't played for like two weeks. Um there's a couple more here that haven't played in a while. Dannenheim, Emperor Salt, and Gan Hammerfall. Uh, oof. Yeah. We got about... We got some people... We, we definitely got some people that aren't playing. Let me tell you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We've got 12 people that haven't played in about 5 days or more. That hurts. That hurts. That's a chunk of, that's a chunk of, the, of the group not playing, like, at all. So one to two weeks off for about 12 of the members. Everybody else has been on within one to two days, right? One to two days. That's pretty good, right? Everybody else. So out of 40 members, I would say there's about 30 to 35 that are pretty consistently active. So that's not bad. Were you calling late game hardcore play, uh, players beta testers because they reach the end game and find uh, the black eyes in the end game? Well, I mean, obviously, you could you could extrapolate that from my comments. Yes, that they're beta testers. The reason I don't want to frame it in that way is because beta testing is generally meant to... And, and this is... Oh, gosh. The evolution of a beta test. Holy frick. So, historically speaking, an alpha or a beta test was a rough version of the product, and they were hoping to get you know they were hoping to find bugs and in, in other things and you know glitches and blah 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 okay now fast forward to today that's not what a beta is a beta today is basically a time limited demo to stre- to test the servers and to find any glaring bugs that could be squashed in, you know, a month or two or or two weeks or whatever the frick, okay? Most betas aren't really betas. They are demos in disguise, okay? Robots in disguise, like demos in disguise. Like, that's that's what most betas are today. So when you say, oh, they're just beta testers, it's harkening back to a time that we don't even really exist in anymore, okay? We don't really even exist in a time where a beta is truly an actual beta, you know? Now, some games are actually doing that. Like, you'll play a beta months before the game comes out. Like, these Halo technical tests, these are, to me, the genuine, authentic, you know, uh, product. Like, that's, that's a beta. That's a tech test. It's freaking rough. You are getting a slice of the game to 
to test, okay? So, when you say that, I don't necessarily think it it represents my position. My position is that when you're riding the front of the wave in any game, you have to know there's a handful of truths, or we could call them constants, in gaming, okay? The first constant that you have to accept is that no game is perfect. You have to accept that. The second constant you have to accept is that every game is going to have problems that the developers were either unaware of or unable to fix in time, you know, before it hits before it hits the uh, prime time. And the third, I wouldn't call this constant, I would call this a pretty consistent reality, is that most of the time, the problems rear their head in the late game. Why? Early game is generally going to be more polished. It's where they do most of their... T- it's where they do the, the bulk of their testing and the bulk of their um, simulations because they know that's where the heat map is. That's where a large portion of the community is going to sort of live and exist and, and experience the game. So late game, like New World End Game, being rough, having problems, being thin, having bugs, glitches, or whatever... I'm like not surprised at all, right? I'm not. I'm like I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. So when people like, oh, you know, Upper made this video, blah blah blah. The game must be in pretty bad shape. What what do the Steam charts say? You know, New World Steam charts. Because that's. I mean, that that's going to be your test, isn't it? In the last 24 hours, the player peak was 478,000. As of 11 minutes ago, there are 315,000 people playing. You got... In the last 24 hours, the peak was, you know, half a million people at the same dadgum time. I don't think... I don't think that's worrisome. Like, that's... If you if you contrast it, if you do uh let's do it. Can we get a one? I don't even know if we can get a one month chart. Yeah, because if you look in the first, what is that? October. What's today's date? The twentieth. So the game launches very very end of September. Okay, so I would say October eleventh, nine days ago, the peak was six sixty one. They've settled into very a very predictable rhythm right now, from what I can see is that the peaks are typically in the four to 500,000 range. That's where the peak is right now. So we went from peaks being in the, uh, yeah, yeah. It, literally, the first week it came out, most of the peaks were five to 600,000, and now the peaks are four to 500,000. That doesn't seem dramatic at all. That doesn't. So instead of being like 500 to 600,000 peaks, it's now... 400 to 500,000 peaks, right? Uh, So to me, that's not worrying. Like, I don't think people are experiencing the level of problems or, you know, challenges or whatever. Like, Upper's video doesn't represent the majority of the game. Here is the impending problem, though, okay? Eventually, more and more people 
discover or arrive at the conclusions that he has arrived at. It takes a significantly longer amount of time. The dude has probably lived in the game for, you know, seven full days, okay? So the question is, the current player base being pretty strong, seemingly pretty resilient, and very high in player count, how long will it take for people to get to sort of the upper echelon conclusion that ah, the end game's just got so many problems. I don't know. My theory would be if the player numbers stay put all the way through November, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. The the mid lanes are going to carry this game. I, I really truly think that. I really do. He even says that. He says that eventually people will get to where he is. Right, right, right. I wonder if it'll even be a majority, though. Do you see? If 60 to 70% of this game community never gets to that point, they may, I mean, I'm not saying they won't address the endgame stuff, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to focus on the middle. They're going to focus on that big, fat, juicy middle. What's the mid lane player experience like? How can we keep those people coming back? The plus side to me, at least, says Zach, is they are pushing a lot of patchwork. They also have a lot of content that is almost uh, ready to go right away. I will agree with what you're saying. Jonathan says, what do you think about the map expansion rumors? I don't think they're rumors. I think it's coming. I, I think I, I don't think they're rumors. I think the weapon ads and the and the map expansions, they are coming, right? I, I It's... Do you see? Do you see, like, the, the mid lanes, the mid lanes will be fine. The mid lanes won't freaking care. If there's new weapons to grind, new areas to go, new cosmetics to try to chase, get, buy, whatever, the mid lanes will be happy. They will. I'm telling you, do you want to know what's funny? This feels so similar. <laughs> this feels so similar to the game I covered for five years, known as destiny no i don't think they'll be adding mounts anytime soon if they add mounts they'll be purely cosmetic and that'll be a way to make money but i don't think it's happening anytime soon i don't think they will add mounts to increase your speed of traversal unless the map gets insanely large (laughs) i could see in a year maybe them being like hey we think mounts are justifiable now the map is ridiculous right you don't need to ask the same question that many times homie it's a little obnoxious like, I read chat, I respond to chat. And uh, once once is typically enough if you ask a question. Uh, Ashen submitted a question and said, let's see what it says here. Do you think streamers and YouTubers do more harm than good sometimes since they fly through content at a rate it's not intended for? Maybe they exceed the timetable of content. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You take the good with the bad, right? I don't think there's a developer anywhere that's like, aw shucks, a bunch of YouTubers and hardcore players rushed through our game and found all these problems with the late game. I don't think they're ever going to be irritated by that. Do you want to know why? It helps them. (laughs) It helps them. They're like, thank you. (laughs) 80%, 80% of the audience of the consumer base ain't going to be in the end game anytime soon (laughs) so uh yeah thanks we appreciate it (laughs) we'll we'll get on that you know oh 
Fortnite is bringing back a horde rush. Complete the horde rush quest for free rewards. Maybe fun for 30 minutes. I don't know. Maybe Hilly and I could play that on Friday night. I don't know. Do you think camps and PvP should be destroyed? Um, I don't have an opinion on that right now. I don't. I don't know what that would what that would bring, good or bad, if you decided to do that. If you guys found my stream in this video today on a YouTube search or on a suggestion, we greatly appreciate you checking out my channel. I'm a safe for work broadcaster, and we do a talk show like this Monday through Friday. And sometimes I put gameplay uh, down in the corner. I am in the game right now. I'm not really doing anything. See right here. Oop, wrong hand. See right here. And uh, we do gameplay in the afternoons. So we typically do two streams, a talk show in the morning, and then gameplay in the afternoons. The new world coverage and gameplay will continue, but we are going to sort of get back to the morning show being more variety. There's a lot of gaming things happening, a lot of gaming news that we like to cover. So a lot of people treat me like video game radio. There is a variety of ways to support do me a favor and smash the like button if you haven't yet that helps out the video subscribing is free it ensures that you won't miss my content or my streams Uh, and there are paid ways to support what I do if you're enjoying the show you can become a paid member by clicking join or use the join command in chat order some of my coffee it's mine uh, it's my it's like it's I own it it's it's my property we have it roasted by a company and then we ship it literally from my house like my wife and kids help with it so use the coffee command the join command the shirt command if you like my Zelda shirt or the displays behind me those commands as well will get you big discounts if you like the products that you see in the stream I've been in a large-scale open-world fights, and currently with camps, how they are the most of them just sit in a stalemate around a bridge or a funneled piece of land and go on until one side gives up. Right, right, right. (coughs) Facebook is planning to rebrand the company with a new name. I'm telling you why they're they're doing that, because their name is so sullied. Their name is so sullied now. That's why they're doing that. New subscriber here. Do you host a talk show on YouTube or could you uh, find it on a Spotify? You can find um, this on Spotify. You're going to have to look for SNTR Presents. That was the original name of the podcast. We brought everything over here to SNTR Gaming because SNTR Presents is a larger channel that... um, it basically has a backlog of coverage of one game that was kind of hurting us. So we brought the variety show here. But if you search for SNTR instead of gaming SNTR presents you'll find the podcast you can go to like I think it's SNTR.podbean.com or if you use Spotify or iTunes you will be able to find it they do get uploaded there basically it's this it's what I'm doing right now in its entirety just me talking to the audience it ends up over there and gets repurposed so we appreciate wherever you listen, watch, or support. We greatly appreciate it. If you're big into podcasts, you can go to sntr.podbean.com and become a patron over there. Uh, we don't have any patrons over there, and that's fine. We mainly focus on trying to get the membership up on this channel. So hitting the join button or clicking the join command or membership on my other channel, which we're going to be going over there later today to begin the Say No to Rage story. It's going to be a multi-episode series that we start putting over there along with more personal content. So, uh, going to be giving you guys a lot. Um, I'll be rebranding the podcast to SNTR Gaming if I have three minutes to breathe. It's probably okay just to leave it, I would think, for SEO purposes. I don't think we necessarily need to rebrand that. Um, Yeah, 
I would maybe I, it's probably good we haven't pulled that trigger yet it's probably good we haven't pulled that trigger yet I understand it's SNTR gaming news and it might be confusing to people that listen but generally speaking for the SEO it's probably good just to leave that I don't know maybe in two years we might think differently if we change it now but should they raise the Azoth cap that's a great question I think they should I think they should um I think that the later you get, it becomes so costly to travel with Azoth that they should consider raising the cap so that when you get into the late game, you can stack more of it. So when it's time to travel, you don't absolutely decimate, you know, what you have. Any plans to try out the new No Man's Sky Expedition that dropped today? I will probably boot the game up and do a short video for you guys that you, you can so you can see everything and see all the challenges. That game doesn't really fit with what we do it takes too long to do anything and um it just doesn't see i i love that game i do I, no man's sky is special to me i've always been in hello games corner and i i'm so glad that the game is a success but i just i don't know if it fits we have a community planet we would love to continue to have people join that community planet but it just doesn't seem like it fits with me and my coverage and my 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 personality um Azoth goes up with weight, so if you find yourself with very little storage, it'll cost you so much to travel around. Right. Right. You can sell the vials of Azoth. That's not going to help, though. That's not going to help. Definitely agree with you. Continue to spawn means you can never push the enemy away, and as it is, you just want to waste the other's time more. Huh. Do you have any thoughts on how the economy is unfolding with no market and prices dropping? Yeah. I'll give you my thoughts on the new world economy. This might actually be um, this might actually be a good a good a good topic. Um, uh, we we I did a video very recently. It was yesterday, I believe, and it was uh, it was new new world. You know, the player is too strong. Uh, let's see, new world economy problems. We may end up doing that as a topic, but I- I'll give you my thoughts right now. I think one of the things they need to do is uh, there needs to be a set price for all items in the trade house so you can go and just get rid of your stuff if you want. Like the trade house just buys it from you, okay? As a well, as a way, um, prices actually rose overnight. I think certain items are just in disarray and they need equalized. And I don't, I think that's the only way uh, you would do it. The only way you're going to pull that off is by allowing people to just sell at a set price so that the, the, the market would then stabilize. It's so overwhelmed with just underpriced junk. You can't even list certain items because the price has been driven so low when you list it, you're not going to make any money on it, okay? They could potentially say, anytime that happens, okay, this could be like a stopgap or or a protective measure. You would say, hey, you're, uh, you're trying to sell this and you can't sell it right now with it. It's just a loss. It's going to be a loss to list it because the market's driven the price so low what it would then say is would you just like to sell it at base value and they would let you sell it at a base value that's not great but it at least lets you get rid of the inventory free up that space 
and not have to be like, what the frick am I supposed to do with this? It has zero value now. If I try to sell it, I lose money, okay? There need to be protective measures in my mind so that that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Because like, I was going to I was going to trade houses all day yesterday trying to sell iron hide, thick hide, some other kind of hide, and if I tried to sell it, I was going to be losing money just to list it. Like what the frick? Maybe instead of the trade house buying it off of you at a set price, they would start to say if you're going to list it at a loss, we'll lower the listing price to empower you to to at least list it. Unfortunately, if they do that though, I think the price would literally just get driven eventually down to a penny. And then, and then the market again is going to be flooded with something that no one, no one wants to, no one wants to buy because there's too much. Or you're never going to be able to sell it because there's going to be a thousand people in front of you selling theirs for a penny as well. You see, that would also induce gold farmers and more bots to sell gold. Yeah, that's another problem. That's another problem. The uh, the the folks that are breaking TOS and selling and selling, they're not allowed to do that. They're selling gold for like real world money. Yeah, that also that also uh, needs to be addressed. One hundred percent. I don't and I don't know the solution because you probably have a ridiculous amount of people doing it. Sell to a market pool. The players being uh, to mess up the economy like this. It's a big misstep. They should have a system like Lono says. Yes, yeah, something to, to, to correct this. In my server, iron cartridges and minor health potions are a penny. Right, they're a, pe- they're a literal freaking penny. What are you going to do with that? You can't list that unless you make enough of a quantity to list it and like break even. Like that, that's, that's not sustainable. So right now, what they could do is the trade house could say... Any items that are being sold under under like under five cents. So anything that's being sold for four cents to a penny, what they would come in and do is complete all those orders and just give you the money as if somebody bought it. And then that kind of resets the market. That's another thing they could do. Is they could go in and say, listen, there's too much of this one particular item at a penny. Um, they could create some kind of a I don't know what they would do. Like lore wise, you could say, uh, you know, the the local government's going to step in and they're going to buy up the surplus. Okay, they do this with milk, don't they? Uh, They're going to buy up the surplus so that everybody listing this item can get their money and it'll kind of reset the market. We're going to clear that out. There's too many people selling it for like a a, a literal penny. Okay, a literal penny. You know, December fifteenth. That's uh, that's launching. Yeah, put that in new games. Um, Aterna Noctis is coming to PS4 and PS5 on December the 15th. What is this? Is this a, is this a rogue or it looks like it might be a rogue souls game. Um, oh, the art style is super dope. Um, it reminds me of, um, it reminds me, the art style really reminds me of, uh, Sundered a little bit. Yeah. Sundered. It looks very, very cool. Do we have a descriptor of this? Is it a rogue or a Metroidvania? I'm hoping Metroidvania. It looks like a Metroidvania because of like the I saw him using like a whip to grab stuff. Um that one looks cool. Games like RuneScape have multiple things that set the base value of the in-game items. Not only does the player market dictate item value, but so does NPC buy prices. Right, right, right. 
It is a traditional 2D Metroidvania mixed with unique gameplay mechanics never seen before. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Exactly. It's another rogue. <laughs> uh, people use those items in abundance. Bullets and arrows should be cheap. Okay, but Prozy, I'm not saying that the items shouldn't be cheap. I'm saying you need market protections because if not, the items get devalued to such a degree that you can't even list them without losing money, right? Go and try and list something for a penny, and if you've got like a hundred of them, you can't make the money back. Because the listing cost is, you know, three to five bucks. And if you try to list a bunch, there's a breaking point. It's like, I'm never going to get ahead of this, right? What's going on with the likes, gang? Almost 500 people, 260 likes. Smash the like button. Yeah, we have had a very, very strong turnout today. We appreciate everybody tuning in. I don't know if it's because of me doing the Say No to Rage story later. Maybe people are just kind of like loading up for the day. Or maybe I feel like we're meeting lots of new people because the sub count has gone up significantly. You guys rolled us over, I believe. Yeah, to 7.2. So thank you to all the new subs. Feel free to introduce yourself in chat. Or if you're enjoying lurking, keep on lurking. Uh, what sort of a comics class have I turned into? <laughs> uh, how about this solution? Let items have a gold salvage value. That's not bad because weapons and armor have a very, very minor gold salvage value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me salvage like an entire like stack of iron ingots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You seem to be getting stronger viewership later on in the week. It's topic-dependent, Sinos. I think everybody's very, very interested in the New World server transfer, and since they just released the information yesterday, I think that is why we're probably meeting lots of homies. Um, You're on my homepage, so here we are. Oh, really? Stolzy, have you ever watched me before or any of my content? It just threw me on your homepage? That's... That's cool if that's if that if that happened. I feel like another thing that could help with the stuff that's not needed, they could put more stuff on the job board and dump it there. Oh, snap. No, 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 no. That's really good. I like that better than the trade house. Yes. No, 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 no. That's excellent. So what they need to do, this is such a better solution. Oh, this is why I love having these discussions with an audience. What they need to do is you use the town board, right? No, not at all. Oh, you're big with that guy. Okay. I was on your homepage as well. Well, that's good. That's nice to hear. What you would do is have a town board donation page and you can donate surplus items for a very moderate or meager amount of gold. So if you go to the trade house, you're like, what the frick? No, you can go to the town board and donate it to the town. Precisely what I said, said Witty. Okay, yeah, that's... that. Oh, I love that. That makes sense within the lore and the the ecosystem of the game. I think that's very, very good. First time viewer, you were on my homepage. Man, that is so encouraging to hear. We have really been duking it out, slugging it out. Um, I didn't see Stolzy's messages until I switched to live chat. Oh, I'm on top chat. Frick, I forgot to switch back to live. If you've been trying to get my attention and I have ignored you today, I am sorry. I was on top chat instead of live chat. Top chat's weird and filters messages randomly. So sorry about that. Welcome everyone for the first time. Lono talks about a lot of games and gaming news and is currently covering New World. That is correct. Um, use that donation as a tax write-off like in real life. 
<laughs> Your CPA is like, uh, it says here that you donated 5,000 units of green wood to, what is this, Winsward? What, what, what charity is that? W- Winsward? Like, so, it's a video game. <laughs> like, you freaking idiot. <laughs> What's the video tonight? What channel was the premiere on? It will premiere on SNTR Presents, the bigger channel with almost 50,000 subs. It is the prelude. What's good, Pit Viper? Thanks for being here. I, I, I actually like the town board idea better than the trade house because what you would essentially do is you would stabilize the economy and the trade house you would stabilize the economy in the trade house by giving people an option to just offload their surplus if the trade house is a joke for you know like I had with like thick hide just let me donate it for a meager amount of coin I heard you talking about division I love variety gaming so you're on in the background while I'm in the office. Cheers, dropped a sub. I appreciate that. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background. YouTube Premium helps with that. I, I, I don't, I don't, I get more from like a membership or a coffee order, but YouTube Premium helps with that. You can throw me on in the background on a phone or something. I am safe for work. I'm not, you don't got to worry about the language I'm going to be using. So you can throw me on and, and if, you know, somebody walks by, they might hear like, oh, that's what she, that's what she said, but they're not going to hear like, you know, foul language. Um. Uh, 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 it also helps your faction or company. Witty says that's true, Lono, but that only works if the mayor sets the board. Yeah, our, we have so many areas. I went. To, were you here yesterday, Witty? I went to like two places, and the board had nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? The channel should really just be called Video Game Radio at this point. That's probably already taken. That like that's probably a there that has got to be trademarked and 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 used. Video game radio, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. SNTR gaming news, uh, you know, has a good sound to it, but SNTR gaming is also pretty nice and generic. And why does Top Chat exist? I have no idea. Dark Souls disagrees. Now, I I do I do sometimes swear. When I played Dark Souls, but if you're watching someone play Dark Souls, you got to know that might happen. You might hear like me drop like a BS or something. <laughs> uh, uh, with the SNTR story, I'm going to need all the episodes day one. Netflix has broken me. To solve that, Lono, they could just put a donation basket next to the town board. That that's what we're saying. Distorted. Witty said it, and I, I forget their name. Um, so a, a, a new a new viewer suggested it. Uh, their name, it was all caps Spectacular said that uh, multiple people um, have have uh, have come have come out and said that, that that would be a very good idea I like that idea more than going into like the trade house and just selling it to an NPC, I like the donation uh, instead of a death counter we need a cuss counter for Dark Souls <laughs> uh even when you uh, get ticked, you still don't go on an F-bomb rant? No, no. I did that that one day playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. I, I, I lit that guy up. That that uh, the, the, the Destiny streamer, I think he streams to uh, like a homeschool group. Like I think six or seven people show up. Uh, <laughs> boy, I lit him up. <laughs> uh, he, deser- he deserved it. He deserved it. But yeah, I've, I've not done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done that in a while. I've I've uh, I've tried to put that put the lid back on. Um, 
Dark Souls could make the Pope curse. It really, really could. <laughs> it really could. Just got back, so I didn't know they already brought that one up. But uh, good ideas, chat. Cooking up the good ones today. I yeah, I, I love when a, a group comes together and comes up with good ideas because that their New World obviously uh, is. Uh, I think. I think in a position to, to course correct some of these issues they just need to make sure they don't overcorrect right they don't want if they overcorrect you know what I mean if they overcorrect then you know that it'll cause more problems you know what I mean I remember that you can suck yeah 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 <laughs> there's a YouTuber named Video Gaming News is smaller than you no he said Video Game Radio he said you know rename it Video Game Radio I think SNTR Gaming and SNTR Presents have good search value. Like, people search for that because they know it's me. All of a sudden, rebranding to, like, video game radio, I think would just freaking confuse people. They'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like, it's just like your A3 brand. Um, if they overcorrect, then everything will get too expensive. Yeah, like, if, you, if you're familiar with driving in icy and slick conditions overcorrecting makes it worse you're like oh i'm starting to slide and you start spinning the wheel well what ends up happening is the car just starts to turn and you spin out what you want to do is when you start spinning is you actually want to turn into it to correct right that's a way to avoid overcorrection and a spin out if they overcorrect on any of these issues they'll spin the economy right out and it'll be worse than it is now so to a certain degree it's okay to let chaos reign for a little while and be like listen y'all did this (laughs) the community did this we didn't do this you did it all right so we'll we'll try to fix it but we ain't doing anything right now we're we're gonna kind of just let the chaos chips fall where they may they're also not wanting to probably do anything until the server transfers happen because server transfers is going to affect equilibrium of factions and territories and the economy and the trade house so <clears throat> yeah hold the clutch down on ice and do 360s <laughs> you just just do donuts just embrace it first time here loving it keep it up bro oh thank you i appreciate that keep in mind we cover more than new world so if you're big into gaming and gaming news you might come back and i'll be talking about other topics and then you know gameplay in the afternoons might not always be new world but for the time being this is kind of the rhythm we've been going with uh looking for pro tips how fast do you turn into the spin out well you have to feel it you have to feel the vehicle you feel the spin and you kind of turn you kind of turn into it and then as the car starts to correct you bring it back center that's that's how you handle us uh that's how you handle ice like you just have to feel like every car's weight turn radius and how fast you were driving affects how much you start to spin and that affects how much you need to turn into it you just have to feel it it's a it's an instinct it's a yeah it's an instinct thing you can just kind of sense how much you need to you don't want to just immediately start whipping the wheel the other direction you're gonna you're gonna you're again you're going to overcorrect. Yeah, let off the gas. Yeah, don't just keep putting the pedal down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You decelerate the vehicle and turn into turn into the spin instead of like trying to like, oh no, my car is going to this this direction and you keep cranking the wheel to the right. Well, the car is just going to keep going in that direction. Yeah, don't hit the brake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which Immortals gameplay video is the one where you destroy someone? I didn't see it. Oh, I don't even remember at this point, homie. Somewhere on this channel. Be right back. I'm going to force myself into a spin-out so I can try this. <laughs> Lono, I hit a tree, you freaking idiot. 
Foot off the gas, turn into the spin. That's it. Foot off the gas, turn into the spin. Don't hit the brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, just drive a front-wheel drive or or all-wheel drive. Uh, But if you don't have some real fun... (laughs) With a heavy rear-wheel drive car in the snow. Oh my gosh. My wife had a Ford Focus. I swear it felt like I was driving a dadgum toy. It was so light. I grew up in the north, so I know how to drive in the cold and the ice and in the snow. And she learned how to drive in Florida, which is, that's like learning how to drive on a go-kart course. Like, everything is flat, and there's never any bad weather. If there's bad weather, you're probably staying home because it's a hurricane. (laughs) So it's like, she learned how to drive on a friggin' go-kart course, basically. Like, Florida is flat. There's nothing, there's no ups and downs, there's no ice, there's no snow. And she had this Ford Focus, which we don't have it anymore. But my goodness, it's like, I wanted to put bricks in her trunk. I was like, this thing has no weight. You're just like, just like, I felt like an ice, ice hockey puck. Like, uh, like, um, what's, what's the game called? Um, air hockey. I felt like an air hockey puck, just like gliding across the top of the ice. I was like, this thing, it's like a toy. It's got no weight. Oh, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. She always made me drive in the cold and the snow and the ice, which was, which is fine. I mean, I, I had no problem, but boy, oh boy, my 2000 Civic, it, it had a little bit more weight and obviously it was a stick shift. So I could, I could navigate a little bit better than her focus. We got a big, nice Honda Odyssey now. So it's like. We, we, you know, ice and snow is no problem. You got a big old van. It just feels safer and has more girth and weight. <laughs> so you're not just like <laughs> slipping across the ice like an air hockey puck. I got a brand new 2021 MBC LA 250 with four wheel drive, and I, I love driving in all condition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lost patience waiting on Zubair, so keep in mind these tips are from his big wheel. So you know he can't reach the pedals in a full size vehicle. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the size of an infant. That's right. I grew up in Ohio with the lake effect snow, moved to Texas. They have no clue how to drive the snow. Oh, you did? I grew up in Canton, Ohio. I grew up in Canton, Ohio. We might have been we might have been uh, close to each other up there. That lake effect snow is nuts. You said lake effect, so you were probably closer to Cleveland. Do you have the all-wheel drive option? Uh, I think so. I think so. There's like a I think there's a snow button we can press when it's snowing. Bloop, just press the button. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, oh man <clears throat> have a meeting to attend to I'll check back in a bit alright thanks witty uh, my Tesla is a tank in the snow all that weight towards the bottom go Browns yeah I grew up cheering for the Browns and watching them lose every Sunday yep that's right <laughs> I grew up cheering for the Browns and watching them lose every Sunday Metcalf up the middle Metcalf up the middle I, I don't know how that guy didn't die but uh, <laughs> like poor Metcalf Bernie Kozar. Yeah, that was uh that was much that's my childhood. That's my childhood. Bernie Kozar's sidearm throws and Metcalf up the middle and losing virtually every game. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned to drive in the snow in Minnesota. Oh my gosh, well, I mean you, you basically are ready for Antarctica if you learn how to drive in the snow in Minnesota. Oh my word. <clears throat> Warren Youngstown, all the snow. Okay, okay. I know where that is. I know where that is. Mm-mm-mm. We're still on the losing train. That's right. That's right. You're a Steelers fan? Well, I mean, nobody's perfect, so it's fine. You know, you, are, are a lot of those guys on, on Steelers, are, they're on all, like, work releases, aren't they? Like, isn't, like, half the team criminals? <laughs> 
work release. <laughs> freaking Steelers, man. <laughs> A bunch of freaking ex-convicts, man. <laughs> yeah, Eric Metcalf. That was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metcalf up the middle. Metcalf up the middle, dude. Red Rhino says, wow. <laughs> You're freaking Steelers, bro. <laughs> oh, Ben's past his prime. Yeah, he's looking pretty rough, dude. He's looking pretty rough. Oh, gosh. Who was the other slob of a quarterback? It was the guy, uh, that it was the Bears quarterback. Just a slob. He would take his helmet off, and I'm like, did he just wake up? Wasn't it, was he at a frat party last night? What was his name? Very recent Bears quarterback. Just a, looking like a slob, man. <laughs> yeah, Cutler. Jay Cutler. He always looked like he walked, like, he always looked like he was hung over and woke up in a in some frat party like wandered onto the field and they were like here you go buddy you're our quarterback it's like you got Brett Favre and and you got all these other guys like Aaron Rodgers like they're wearing their hat on the sidelines looking like a leader and that guy <laughs> yeah just smoking a cigarette on the side of the field <laughs> he just looked like a slob like no offense to him he probably is a perfectly nice person but every time I saw him I was like what the frick is the matter with this guy <laughs> Like, he looks so haggard and tired. <laughs> it's like, are you going to go to sleep at halftime? Like, does this guy need a nap? He looked, he always looked terrible. Oh, man, such a bro. He was a pretty good quarterback. I don't want to talk sports ball. I don't want to talk, talk sports ball. He was, he was a pretty, he was a decent, he was a pretty decent quarterback. He had his moments, but he looked terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> hmm. My fiance watches his ex-wife's show and he looked the exact same every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you play for the Bears? Yeah, duh, Bears. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we drove we already drove people away talking sports ball. We can't talk sports ball. Uh what have we been debating today? Here, 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 here. Uh let's see. Let's see. New world uh, economy. Uh, fix it or let it ride, right? Should they fix it or should they let it ride? Should the developers fix the economy or let it ride? Just let the chaos reign. Vote on the poll. It's at the top of the chat. Appreciate you guys uh, so, so much supporting the channel. We just hit 300 likes. Thank you for that. Um, YouTube is 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 so glitchy lately. It's like it's, it says I'm sending them no data. I'm like I I don't know why that happens. It's like you're sending us no data. Yes, I am. Uh, I promise. I promise that I am. Uh, we can debate which weapon is the best and why attach it. <laughs> we could also have a debate of which weapon's going to get nerfed first and why attach it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm going to drink your tears. I'm going to drink them right up. <laughs> I'm going to drink them right up, brother. Oh, baby. It's going to be so good. I told people, they were like, hatchet, Lono, hatchet, 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 hatchet. I'm like, I'm not going to use hatchet because it's it, it, everybody telling me how good it is means it's the first to get nerfed. There's no way. You know what I mean? Uh. Mm-mm-mm. 
he's a legend. In his divorce, he was fighting for spousal support. Made me literally LOL. A multi-millionaire wanting spousal support from another millionaire. Look, man, it's hard, dude. It's hard to make a lot of money. Creature told me about some girl on Purple that was, like, begging for money and telling people how hard it was, and then the news came out that she makes, like, $300,000 or something. It's like, yeah, it must be so difficult to make, like, <laughs> like over a quarter of a million dollars a year. What a rough life. <laughs> if you're barely paying your bills, you got a problem, you know? You're making a quarter of a million dollars a year. <laughs> What, what honestly are your expenses that you're like begging for tips? <laughs> Guys, it's really hard. <laughs> what are you, are your nails diamond encrusted? Like, what are you doing? I only begged once. Jeez. What's good, Rad? Oh, man. You voted fix it, but I'm kind of torn on it. Part of me wants me to let the inmates run the asylum, but another part says it's getting out of hand. Right, right. You know. I got a spirit of 15 last night. I decided I was going to go back to a medium equip load and hatch it. Great axe. Going to milk hatch it for all it's worth while I can. That's right. That's right. That's right. What do I just walk into? What's good, William? What's good? <laughs> that's a spending problem, not an earning problem. That's right. That's right. If you can't live off a quarter million dollars a year, you got a real serious issue. <laughs> uh, that's the worst part uh, for the streamers. The pay leaks didn't hurt purple, but it's going to hurt uh, donations. It might hurt. It might hurt subs, though. It might hurt subs. People might be like, "I'm not going to sub to this guy." Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I didn't realize I was supporting a million. Which you're an idiot. Like, how, how can you not see the viewership and the sub count? And like, I don't know. Get out a calculator. <laughs> Let's see here. Carry the one. And oh my gosh, <laughs> he's ma- he's making a teacher salary every week. Um, you can't came, uh, claim struggling streamer anymore or moan about ad block. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a waiting game till after the first of the year before they do anything to fix the economy. That I, oh, I 100% agree with that. I don't think they're going to mess with the economy, especially until after server transfers settle down, right? What's happening with the economy? So there's a lot of items that have been completely devalued hilly so you can't even sell them you like you go to the trade house and listing it is more expensive than the money you would get from selling selling every one of them right um i was happy to see that critical role is killing it such a good organization actually i don't know who that is i i've heard the name um if i made a quarter mil i'd be happier than a pig in mud oh yeah yeah <laughs> but some of the ideas people came up with this morning uh, witty, spectacular and uh, distorted were all saying very similar things about let us go to the town board and just donate those items for like a base amount of coin just so you could at least offload the stuff that you got like you go and chop down a thousand trees and you can't sell it You or, or like what yesterday I go and kill all this stuff and kill all these high-level animals and get a bunch of thick hide, and then it's like, you can't sell it. It has literally no freaking value. It's like, what am I supposed to do with all this? So I was literally, I was literally a couple of times selling it to people that had buy orders at just such a ridiculously low cost. Cause it's like, well, I'd rather make $15 than just drop it on the dadgum ground, right? It's the company that Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey are a part of, Legendary D&D Campaigns. Oh, 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 really great voice actors on the cast. Doesn't Anna, d- doesn't Anna do stuff with them? Um, 
uh, Anna Prosser, does she does stuff? Does she does stuff with Critical Role? It might be somebody else that she does D and D with. Um, I've always liked her, Anna, Anna Prosser. I, it was such a man, what a treat to work with her. She is just such a freaking all star. Um, I got to work with her at E three. She is like the warmest, like sweetest person you'd ever meet. Generous, just so generous and kind. We had a great debate, our discussion about Star Wars. Man, I really liked hanging out with her. And then uh, Nate wants to battle. He's uh, he's like a musician. He's He plays D&D with her sometimes too. And uh, he just recently had to cancel his tour like short. And uh, he and I had some good conversations. Man, he is so good looking. Uh, he only follows one person on Twitter and it's Chris Evans. So we talked a little bit about Chris Evans. I remember that. He's such a nice, he was such a nice guy. Matt Mercer, Laura Bailey, and Ashley Johnson are the biggest names. They're all great, though. Okay, she might not do D&D with Critical Role. I know she does D&D pretty regularly, though. So, um, I discarded 10,000 iron cartridges on the floor yesterday because I don't use them anymore, and at a penny per, it wasn't worth trying to sell them, right? Niberto says, if the content is right and enjoyable, my $5 subs are a drop in the bucket. What's next? Surprise Pikachu face that we knew how much Netflix or Hulu makes. <laughs> I know, right, Niberto? Like, some people were, were a little, like, taken aback. They're like, I can't believe these streamers are making this much money. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, when I told you guys that I lost a six-figure business, I wasn't, like, blowing smoke. I wasn't like, yeah, man. Like, I wasn't making it up. And I wasn't even big time, you know? I was probably a top top 1,000 earner. <laughs> you know, I was in the top 1,000. Yeah, the tips the tips or the donos or whatever, yeah. I mean, that might be a little bit different because they're like, help me buy a computer. Buy your own freaking computer. You make a quarter of a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Buy me a diamond necklace from my wish list. Buy it yourself. What the frick? You know what I mean? I, I think some of the... Uh, I think the the curtain fell a little bit for some people. Now, not everybody, you know, some of the biggest guys aren't doing that. Some of the biggest streamers aren't begging for donos or asking you to buy equipment for them. They're like, they just do it themselves because they're making just such a stupid, obscene amount of money. (laughs) Like, they want for nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a time, I mean, I got to that point. I was like, if something breaks, I'll just buy a new one. I'm not going to try and get a computer fix. I'm not in that position now. <laughs> I'm not in that position now. I've got a couple computers i got to take to a local place and have, them, and have them worked on. But there was a time where I was like, friggin', just buy another one. I don't give it, I don't, what the, I don't have time for this crap. You know what I mean? When you have more money than time, it's just easier just to buy something new. So it's funny that people have more money than time are like begging for money. Like, you know, buy me a, <laughs> buy me a computer. <laughs> Uh, I always knew they were making ridiculous amounts of money. I have a threshold of who I'd support based on size. Right. Those numbers we saw were just based off of subs and bits. I don't think that included the amount they make from ads as well. Oh, really? Yeah, ad revenue. Oof, 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 oof. Ad revenue for some of those channels has just got to be so nuts because the viewership is insane. I would happily continue to sub to you if you rolled in here with gold glasses and you drank out of a diamond-encrusted coffee mug. Keep the chats and discussion going, and I'm happy. Right. Right. What's good, old soul? What's good? I mean, I, Noberto, there are people that give zero fricks. They're like, I don't care if this guy makes tons of money. You know what I mean? Like, if I, if I was in that report, if I hadn't gotten banned and I was in that report and you guys saw how much money I made because it was going to be pretty obscene for 2020... I, most of you wouldn't have cared. You're like, I don't care. It's a good show. It's good. He's a good guy. He's got a family. I don't. I don't care. Right? Like his kids are provided for. That's dope. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different when it's like a single 
person and they're begging for money and begging for help and it's like what are you doing you, you, what are you what are you talking about <laughs> like you know what i'm saying you don't you don't need you know it's hard i need help no you don't shut up you know what i'm saying that illusion is what got damaged for a lot of people Noberto. you know what i mean like i think a lot of people would have taken a lot of pride in saying you know we we helped Lono create generational wealth for his children. Like, that's freaking dope to be like, these kids are sad. And all we did was show up and give them five bucks. You know what I'm saying? But when there's thousands of you, well, that adds up, doesn't it? I think some people would have taken a lot of joy in that. Like, oh, that's so great. They're, you know, setting these kids up and the house. And that's just such a good life for them. And all I had to do was show up and give them a $5 sub every month, you know? But there's a big difference between that and somebody making like, a quarter of a million dollars and acting as if they need your donos and they need you to buy them a computer. It's like, what are you talking about? That illusion has been damaged for some people. They made it seem as if they, they just, oh, they were so, oh man, I just, I, every, like they're rubbing nickels together, you know? <clears throat> it's like, no. So, it, it's, there. a lot of it's the optics, a lot of it's how they've positioned themselves and a lot of it's how they, they would you know, get people to give them money, you know, so it's, uh, it, for some people it's, it's an illusion and the illusion was broken and that can be upsetting if you, you know, if you're giving somebody a chunk of your paycheck every month, cause she's like acting all poor mouth and all like tears and you find out she's making a hundred times your salary, you're going to feel a certain kind of way about them. Like, man, I was giving you like 50 to 75 bucks a month out of my paycheck because you acted like everything was rough, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got you got eight times my uh, my income. I'm not giving you tips. <laughs> After the crazy amount of money we made at the shop this year, I quickly realized it's all revenue. Actual profit, it's another number entirely. Well, but here's the thing, though: streamers have such low operating costs. Man, they have some equipment, they have their internet, and uh, they buy video games. That's about it. Some of them have staff, sure, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, for the first time in my entire life, I have staff. I didn't have staff when I was on Purple. I was making a very, very nice amount of money. My my family was going to be set for life. Then I never had a single staff member. Never saw the reason. Right? I didn't see the I didn't see the numbers. It was like you're going to make montages for me and do my YouTube videos for me, and I, you know that that channel doesn't generate that much money. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't it doesn't generate enough money to warrant the cost. Right? I have a staff member now because. I couldn't do any of this on my own. I couldn't. I couldn't navigate multiple channels. I couldn't navigate YouTube. I couldn't navigate, like, the mental space and clarity. I'd have walked away. After the ban, I'd have walked away. I'd be like, I can't freaking do this. If I was, if I'd have been on my own when that happened, I'd have immediately started calling all my local business contacts and been like, I, I either need a job opportunity or I need to get back into, you know, my small business. I'd have just had to completely walk away. I wouldn't have had a choice. It's just too difficult to navigate on your own. Especially when, like, the central tenant of your business gets freaking detonated. It's like, this guy's covered, you know, Destiny for six or seven years, and now he can't cover it anymore. Like, that, that, that was, you know, it was devastating. In some respects, it was more effective than the Purple Band because it took my, it took my, it took my voice and my ability to, it, it took my ability to rebuild away. It was like, no. You know what I mean? I need to start streaming, says Zubair. There has to be a niche for me. Dumpy, sarcastic lawyers are the future. <laughs> I don't give streamers or content creators anything directly. I'll buy merch, but that's it just seems uh, crazy to collectively turn someone into a millionaire. 
it seems crazy, but but it's a unique thing, isn't it? Right? It's kind of like the fact that like there are stand-up comedians that are millionaires. It's a very unique thing for a, a stand-up comedian to walk into a room or to have content on Netflix or whatever that makes millions of millions of people laugh and it makes their day a little bit better. That is that there's there's a sense of no there's there's something noble about that, right? I'm not I'm not fixing broken bones or curing a disease, but thousands of people a day are like, "Yeah, that was fun. I, that made my day a little bit better. It made work go by uh, a little bit faster. It you know it made it made a bad day more tolerable." And I I think that that makes sense of of the money to a certain extent because. If you think about it from a scalability perspective, when you reach that echelon of millions of people a week are having their day made better by you, and those millions of people throw a $5 tip your way or a $5 sub your way, well, that, that, that adds up. You know what I'm saying? That freaking adds up. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons I got into content creation and got out of graphic design because it was like, I can't do more graphic design work in a given week. All I can do is try to get people on retainer or charge them more. In the content creator space, the more people that consume the content, the more the income goes up, but my workload stays the same. Right? Imagine working one year for, you know, 80 hours a week and you make a certain amount of money. And then the next year you work 80 hours a week and you make more. Why? The audience grows. You're doing the same amount of work. And yet it scales up. So it's a, it's a good business to get into, even though it's freaking ruthless and damaging to your, your mental health if you let it, and incredibly challenging and cutthroat, and some of the worst people I've ever met in my entire life exist in this space and have people convinced that they're saints. But it's a, it's a good business to get into if you can. Vengeance with two months at a tier two, team double dip. We love the double dippers. We love the people that upgrade from tier one to tier two. And we also appreciate all of the members wherever you have a membership. Um, you're not paying someone to turn them into a millionaire. You're paying them the same way that you would Netflix as the product person is helping in ways that they don't deserve the money for their time. Right, right, right. Like, that's the thing that, like, Noberto was saying. He's like, I, I pay Netflix, and I don't care that it's probably a multi-billion, multi-million dollar corporation. I get value out of it. You know what I mean? I love the idea that someone had the ability to become a millionaire. My only issue is somewhere manipulative or hypocritical. That's that's exactly right. That's what I was trying to get at. Is like the illusion was broken. You know what I mean? The illusion was broken. You made it seem like you needed our tips, you needed our donos, you needed our money. When the reality was, y- y- you were making an obscene amount of money and could have and and could have bought the computer yourself. There, you know, could have paid. Uh, you know, you could have, you could have paid for. Um, oh, I've not submitted that yet. You could have paid for your own, you know, trip. Hey, you know, help me go on this trip. It's like, what the frick? You could take eight people with you, and it wouldn't dent the bank at all. You know what I mean? Set hourly wages and salary does not scale very well. The limit is how many hours a week you can work or how many jobs you can have. Right. No one gives Netflix extra money than the price of the product. Sure, it isn't necessarily compare, compared, like, it's not an equivalency, because you you essentially pay Netflix and that's it. You're not, like, tipping, um, it's not like you watched Squid Game and then tipped the show, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I control what I watch on Netflix, though. Lono does what Lono wants. Well, sure, sure, but I'm one show, right? I'm one show. It's 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 not exactly comparable, right? I'm donating in protest of giving money to streamers. Thank you for the ten dollars, Zubair. <laughs> giving extra money is a consumer's choice. No one's required to give tips. Right. Right. I think Eugene's point is people were posturing as if they needed the donos and the tips and the financial reports clearly show a different story, right? You can't really beg and cry and get emotional asking for donos and tips and acting like your life's terrible when you're making a quarter of a million dollars. Like, unless the mob is out to get you or you have insane gambling debt, there's no way a quarter of a million dollars isn't sustainable. It's <laughs> like, what in the frick are you doing, right? Are, are, are you... Is every meal that you're ordering on a brand new like diamond plate that you had you know custom made like what 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 are you spending your money on? Yo, William coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. We do appreciate all of the ways that people financially support this stream through a membership, through a coffee order, through a tip. Uh, I'm not shy about saying it supports me and my family directly. And um, I'm also not shy about saying we've had significant losses this year because of everything that had happened. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like give you, give you like a, a rundown on a spreadsheet, but we've we've dropped quite a bit. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's it's not something we're ever gonna like put on you guys, but we we're always gonna show that appreciation and say, man, you guys are kind of helping us put the put the wheels back on the car. You know what I mean? Um, so. He's rich, can't keep getting away from this. Who's rich? Who are you talking about? Uh, the amount of money I spend for the hours of enjoyment I get from this stream is a great value. Lono's a better deal than HBO Max. <laughs> uh, I'm about to stop watching Shroud. The number of ads he runs is becoming gross. Yeah, when you're at that level, um, YouTubers do the same thing, right? Like if it's a giant YouTuber and the video is a month old, you can't even watch the video. It's like, hey guys, thanks for watching. Ad. In this video, we're going to be talking about how to add. It's like, what the frick? Like you can't even consume the content. It becomes unconsumable. It's like, what is happening? Because the video is so old and their channel's so large, they're like, I don't care. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> the video's already run its course. It's 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 worth nothing to them at that point. You know. <clears throat> he says he can't control it though. Nine ads every thirty minutes per purple. Oh, is is he under contract to do that? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me let me let me get this straight. Let me get this straight because he's one of the guys in contract. Okay, it per his contract with Purple, he has to do that. Nine every thirty, nine ads every thirty minutes, and you're gonna is that is that okay? Let's grant the premise that he's telling the truth. If he is telling the truth, because there's the likelihood that he's lying, and it's it's it, like. You know, Ninja has the same thing. If that's the case, if that is true, then uh, <laughs> then that platform's. In, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> come on. 
Yeah, Eugene's like, that wasn't his contract when he came back. Was he doing that when he came back? What they do, renew him when they grabbed Nicky Merckx and lost the big boys, and now they're making these guys run ads every 30? Others are telling the same. That platform's in freaking trouble if they're forcing their contracted streamers. Unless there's a line item in the contract that says at any point in time, they can adjust or dictate to you the number of ads per hour that must be run. Right? God of War PC's official. Do we have a launch date? I mean, we knew it was coming, but it's cool to see if it's official. Is there a launch date, Justin? Um... I believe it. There's a smaller Smash Brothers streamer mid-rolls were running every 15 minutes. God of War is coming to PC in January with 4K support and unlocked frame rate. Woo! That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Boy. We are going to have to play that game. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, dude. There's so many good games coming out in the beginning of the year. Holy frick. January the 14th. Is that the is that the date? January the 14th. God of Boy coming to PC 4K support and unlock frame rate. Ooh. That is going to be a beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful experience that is going to be. Oh my gosh. Boy. Read it, boy. Mm, mm. My pre forbidden West game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whew. Even if uh, you can even see it, every time it hits a 30-minute increment in the stream time, it'll run nine ads. It's possible that all of the contracts they signed allows that requirement to, uh, to, to be adjusted on the fly. They could basically come to you and be like, look, we know when you initially signed, we said this. We need this now. That, to me, that, come on, that can't be good. How, is, how good is your platform doing if your biggest streamers are being essentially forced to run nine ads every 30 minutes? That's ridiculous. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. That's three coffee orders for the day. A bag of the Frickmas roast to Mike. Thank you, Mike. Oof. Not me with Turbo. I haven't seen ads in almost a decade. Yet, they don't really put Turbo out in front. They don't. They don't put it out in front. It's an amazing value, and they do not put it out in front. It's very, very strange. I think it's a loss for them. I think it's a loss. Because I think the people that do it watch so much that they end up losing money on that person. The, the amount of ad revenue that you would generate in a given month is higher than what they get from you off of Turbo. I, so I don't think they put it out in front for that reason. I, I can't believe they haven't retired it. I really can't. God of boy. That's right. They don't promote it, and they haven't since the Amazon buyout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It screams that they're in financial trouble if they're squeezing uh, the pips of the big boys. I told you that all of their behavior pointed to like, can I get? Can I let you guys in on a little secret? Let me let you in on a little secret. I'm gonna tell you something. Um, East Coast Overlord with $5. I was watching yesterday's stream and had to come complain about the blasphemy. Ryzen is literally better in every way, dollar for dollar. Also, Hilono. What the frick are you talking about? Um, I don't know. What? They never retired it, but they outright hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really tough. Play a boy drinking game. Yeah, I drink every time he says boy. Yeah, I'll be dead before we even get the balder. <laughs> Balder's gonna knock on the door and I'm gonna be like passed out in the chair. Um... Mid-tier streamers are being forced to run mid-rolls as well. Gee, freaking Christmas. Okay. So, 
SNTR presents the channel that we're going to uh, premiere the prelude on uh, today. We're going to premiere that prelude over there today at 3 o'clock. And uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We are going to start putting more personal, more opinion-laden content over there from me. And I've already got some planned content to talk about the Purple Platform. And one of my already sketched out talks is that they're... Um, is that their uh, their their boosts program where viewers can pay to get a streamer promoted and recommended is in the most literal sense a scam and I'm gonna talk about why that's just one of the talks you can look forward to over there on SNTR presents because I figure after this much time let's just take the gloves off and I can make opinion laden content and when I feel like it you know, just bare knuckle haymaker the uh, the purple platform because uh, they deserve it. So we'll be putting that kind of content over there, and that's a one sneak peek of a topic that you're going to get from me over there. Because uh, uh, yeah, I I, en- I enjoy uh, I enjoy making that kind of content. I enjoy going off on those kind of rants, and to me, it makes sense. You know, to uh, it makes sense to uh, to do it. To, to put that over there if we feel it's valuable and uh, and worth saying. There could be other types of content that lands over there as well. You know, me just kind of talking about things happening, things I'm doing, things I think, whatever. And we're, you know, we're going to kickstart the whole thing with uh, the Say No to Rage story and the Prelude premieres today. Every time there's a premiere of the Say No to Rage story, it will be followed by a live AMA. So make sure that you are around in the afternoons. Uh, make sure you're around for that and uh, we look forward we look forward to it I'm going to tell you something right now though Okay, I'm going to tell you something right now if you think that I'm going to be going over there and just like dishing tea and dirt and like exposing people that's not really going to be what's going on there will certainly be stories that kind of make your eyebrows go up um, but if you're thinking it's going to be like a tea spilling like scorch earth that's not what it is uh, and the prelude today um, will uh, will help. Live streaming isn't available right now. What the frick? Okay, that went away. I was like, "What the? What are you doing, YouTube?" Okay, just a little UI glitch. I was like, "Excuse me." Okay, we just want you to expose yourself, Rad. You know, I, I gave you a chance, Rad. I gave you a chance with the cosplay. If you wanted to. If you wanted to swap picks and you you denied me, I was supposed to get sunburnt Kratos and I never got it. So you're never seeing anything. <laughs> you're not getting anything radical. It's too late. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> Don't spill the tea, just the beans. I got pregnant. What 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 does that have to do with anything? <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, Rad. There, there's a potential OnlyFans there, you know. You know that some guys like that. <laughs> it could be, it could be literally Laura, Laura Croft, Laura Croft cosplays. What would it be like if Laura Croft got pregnant? <laughs> 
you complaining about like tomb raiding like your feet hurt your back hurts you know tomb raiding is just not the same when you have to pee all the time <laughs> womb raider oh that doesn't sound that no 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 that sounds really really that sounds like a horror movie <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is just, that is not right. I don't like that. We can't, we can't name it that. I, it's clever, but it also sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Who's raiding these wombs, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, it is a movie? <laughs> Mo's like, that's a no, Lono. <laughs> I thought this was family friendly. That how how more family friendly can you get than pregnant? Like, what are you talking about, <laughs> Eugene? <laughs> Y'all are messed up, orphan twin. That's Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, is that the plot of Death Stranding? <laughs> uh, will there be a lot of background info on your time as a D two streamer in future episodes? Um, yes, yes, there will be. Yes, there will be. Um. There'll be a chapter about when I got into that community and what it was like and things that were said and things that transpired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will only speak in fact and truth. Or like, when I first met this gentleman, and I'll use his name, he said this. And uh, I should have I done the right thing. I, I should have seen that as a problem. I should have seen that as unethical. I should have seen that as uh, a red flag, right? Um, we are in our right to say I was at a party, conference, gathering, and this individual said or did this thing, and uh, I'm 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 well within my right to do that. We're not going to be going on like a lambasting. This guy's a piece of trash. Like that's not the point. Uh, that's not the point. So th- all of that'll make a lot more sense today after the prelude, like how we're going to frame when we have to use a person's like name not their legal name i'm not going to be doxing people but like you know if someone's username was you know i don't know um cowboy shooter i'd be like yeah i was at this event and 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 cowboy shooter said this and uh you know i i i didn't think anything of it at the time and i should have i should have thought that this was a big big and serious red flag you know that someone in a position of power and influence was abusing uh, that power and influence uh, in this way, right? That's just a factual telling of an encounter. That's not me like going on the attack and like spilling tea. Because like the stuff that I could spill, it, 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 some of the stuff that I can spill, it's not worth spilling because it either can't be proven or some stuff I heard secondhand. I will only be speaking about the things that I saw and witnessed. That's it. That's it. To firmly establish that this situation is not as simple as everybody thinks it is. You know, that like some pure righteous community threw some nasty guy out on his butt. It's like, it's actually the opposite. It's actually a pretty nasty community threw an innocent man out on his butt. And, uh, you know, people will be able to watch and come to their own conclusions. You know? Yo, what's good, Atwood? I'm good. Fame is good. Thanks for asking. Uh, 
I think uh, that may push me away more from that game because if the dev is so in bed with the streamers, yeah. Yo, it's good, Derek. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, in a lot of that stuff, I'm not going to be able to get into Ashen because, again, so much of what I know or think is theory, and I'm not going to get into theory, right? I'm not going to get into theory. You're finally playing a new-to-you game. What game are you playing? Please don't play Ghost of Tsushima in, or, or, or like God of War until you can get your hands on a PS5. You've got to hold off. Please don't tell me. Please don't tell me that you're playing Ghost. I love Ghost of Tsushima, but don't play it. Don't play it on a PS4. <laughs> please don't play it on a PS4. <laughs> wait. Do your best. I know it's hard. I know it's tough uh, to wait and try to get a PS5. They're expensive and incredibly hard to get your hands on. But it'd be so worth it to wait. It'd be so worth it to wait. All places in games will be on PC and their time will be shorter and shorter? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think they're still going to continue to wait a pretty long time before kicking stuff to PC. You know, 18 months minimum. Uh, Get their value out, get the saturation of the market out. Um, You know what I mean? Benefits of only playing games that are at least a year old. Full game, all DLC, no bugs or glitches, discounted. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you're not on, we were talking about that this morning. You're not on the front of the wave. People that are on the front of the wave, early adopters, the quick buyers, like they're on the front of the wave and they land in all of the shallow, thin, problematic waters that the game hasn't ironed out yet well before everybody else. And uh, that's always the risk of being the early adopter. You know what I mean? Oh, you're finally playing Spider-Man? Spider-Man's definitely going to be better on a PS5 because you do get the 60 FPS. But Spider-Man, I, I do think it runs well enough on PS4 um, or PS4 Pro. It runs well enough. It gave me headaches when I played it because at the time I had gotten so used to 60 frames or 120 frames, going down to 30 was rough. You're playing on a TV. You're sitting far back from the TV. It should be fine. It should be fine. But Spider-Man is... It is is definitely better on a PS5. Now, Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. I, if you can wait, you should never play those on a PS4. You just shouldn't. The, the, the difference is so insane in those games. I mean, insane, right? Just it, it's it's like playing a different. It's like playing a different game. You know what I mean? <clears throat> those are a good handful of games I won't play until I have a PS5 Ghost of Tsushima but I'm also waiting to get a PS5 till there's a pro-ish controller that has back buttons oh oh yeah yeah that doesn't exist right now does it it'll be that, that'll be tough too because you know the first generation might have issues like the, if, if, if whoever decides to do it whoever pulls the trigger makes it you know makes the makes it first um uh you know Whoever makes it first, that first gen will be uh, will be tough. It'll be tough. Um, you can't live without it at this point. Yeah, that's always the problem with those type of controllers. Is you get used to it, and then if it breaks or you need a new one or you upgrade, and, you know, and then you don't have it. There's nothing like Spider-Man that necessitates a PS5. It's great, but it's definitely a fully PS4 era game. I mean, I don't agree, and some of this is obviously preference, but it's the swinging through the city and the fast movement of the buildings that I think gets significantly better when you get a steady 60 FPS. I think it actually has a huge effect on the experience of the game. Now, the fighting and the and the cutscenes and you know when you're on the ground and stuff, not so much, especially if you're still sort of used to 30 FPS. If you're not fully... 
Like, once you experience, like, a, a handful of 60 FPS games in a row, it's super duper hard to go back. If you're not there yet, you could probably play Spider-Man and kind of eat around the fat. You're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, right? Ah, it's not that big of a deal. But if you were to play a bunch of 60 FPS games and then try to go play Spider-Man, I think I think you would feel it. You would especially feel it when you're swinging through the city. You'd be like, oof, you know. I didn't even understand it. When I played God of War and Spider-Man, they gave me headaches and I couldn't figure out why. You know what I mean? And that and that uh, that's why. It's like it it just messes with your messes with your eyes, messes with your brain. You know what I mean? Um. It's not doing anything at all. They weren't doing an infamous second son. Yeah, you played a lot of infamous second son, so you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You, it's it's not going to mess with you. I had been playing lots of PC games and games at like 120 frames, and boy, oh boy, when I went down to 30, it hurt. It was like oh, it was like sludge, you know. It, it, but back when I was accustomed to 30, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't see what y'all were talking about. It seems fine. You, your eyes don't necessarily see it. You're just like, it's fine. What's the problem? You know, played lots of 30 FPS games, you know, back in the day. 60 was super rare. You know what? Like Titanfall 2 was 60, you know? So many of those old games were all 30. Um, so it only really starts to happen. The scales start to tip. The more you expose yourself to 60 frames and above, uh, the more the scales tip and the harder it is to go down, you know. Yeah, God of War coming to PC January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited about that. I don't know if we'll be able to do a full replay. I've always wanted an excuse to play that game beginning to end because um, I, I freaking love it. I love Balder. I love I love everything about that game. Uh, but it might not be in the cards for a full playthrough. We'll see where we are in January with the content flow and everything that we've been doing. Um you know, we'll see. We'll see. I recently started Doom Eternal. That game is beautiful with ray tracing in 1440. Yeah. Yeah, Doom Eternal is great until the Marauders show up and ruin the entire game. <laughs> Doom Eternal is great until the Marauders show up and they literally ruin the entire game. Um, uh For the tooltip, this hat, yes. Therapy entered what date? Therapy started April of 2018. April of 2018. Like, literally the week after St. Jude. The week after St. Jude, I went into therapy. <clears throat> We played 30 FPS or considerably less for decades without headaches. It's fine. Well, I mean, I'm not making it up. I, I, I got I got headaches. It's not about what you did before now. It's about you getting used to it. Like, once I got used to higher frames per second, lower frames per second games literally gave me headaches. I went back and played some weird Viking game, like a 16-bit game in the Blizzard Arcade, and after 20 minutes, my, I, my, my eyes, I could feel the strain. I could feel like a headache right here starting. It was awful. I couldn't friggin' take it. I told the guy that re- that that, that, that uh, requested the game, I was like, brother, I gotta put this game down. It's giving, it's literally, I can feel it. It's like assaulting my senses. It's so old and so dated. It just doesn't work. Some of it, some of it too, is 
older TVs, right? You were used to the older TV. You were used to that TV's refresh rate and resolution. You play those games now on a nice big TV with a high resolution and an insane refresh rate or a monitor. My word. It's like, it looks like, it looks awful. It looks awful. Human eyes can be trained to see better and just because the eye can't see it doesn't mean the brain can't feel it. There's more to frames and visuals. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of old games are 60. Really? Has anyone had issues with DSL cell quality mode on Warzone? Uh, there's a weird glint. No. Doesn't the human eye only see at 60? It's not about it, but it's not about what the human eye can see with respect to like at a mechanical level of like how many frames per second can it see? It's about fluidity. If you if you look at a if you look at a, a, a camera spin in a game at 30 and then at 60 and then at 120, there's a fluidity. There's a smoothness to it. There's not like missing frames, right? Your eye can see the difference and thus it feels less smooth and causes like visual and mental strain if you're not used to it. I get sick, no headaches though. I'm used to smooth gameplay and when I tried 30, I get sick. Yeah, it messes with you. It does. It's all about if you go backwards, right? If you went to somebody right now who's been playing 30 FPS for their entire life, and even in the moment, that's all they're playing is 30 FPS games, they're not. They're going to be totally fine. But if you spend like a month playing 60 FPS and 120 FPS games, and then you go down to 30, I, I'm not kidding you. I couldn't figure it out. Every day I ended playing Spider-Man or God of War, I had a headache. And I was like, why am I getting headaches? What is going on? As soon as I stopped playing those games, it went away. It was like every day I ended the stream, headache. It 100%, it 100% was going backwards. Like my, 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 my eyes and my brain were like, this is so rough. You know, it just doesn't work. By the way, thank you to all the new subs and new members and new people today. We've had a really, really strong turnout for today's discussion and topic. Uh, in about 20-so minutes, uh, we will be switching to gameplay of New World. Uh, I don't know if there's people around that are able to help today. I think what I'll probably end up doing is questing again in a tough area to try to get my guy to 50 and we kind of always end with some town board. I don't want to do town board at the beginning of the stream, though. So if there's anybody around, um, I was probably I can I can I can fast travel to. Um, I'm trying to decide whether we want to do Restless Shore or Morningdale. I, I think we just need to do Morningdale and just deal with it. It was Morningdale actually wasn't that bad by myself yesterday, but that's excuse me that's where I'm going to end up. Trying to play Monster Hunter Rise on Switch at 30 and every other game that I play is 60. It's been a year. Maybe it hasn't kicked in yet. It depends. You know what? It depends on the game. It probably depends on the game. Um, and I can give you an example of one that didn't mess with me. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild didn't mess with me. Right? It didn't mess with me. It, 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 it was fine. So it could be... It could be something about the, like the game's resolution, how it runs, how it looks. Yo, what's good, Vapor? That could have uh, a significant bearing on it. It really, really could. Um, you know, Restless Shore is the best settlement I've seen. 
Yeah, it, it looks good, doesn't it? I think it looks really, really dope. I think it looks nice. Um, it's very, very good. Uh, it's cool. It's almost like it's almost like pirates, you know, crash landed their boat there and just turned it into a, and just turned it into a, a space. You know, turned it into a settlement, turned it into a town. Um, <clears throat> okay. Okay. Breath of the Wild is very kind on the eyes. I love that game. Now, I would obviously love the next Breath of the Wild to drop and be 60 and be on a stronger Switch, but that's probably not that's probably not going to happen. I mean, the Nintendo Switch Pro seems to be kind of confirmed, but I I don't know if it's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> How many times have you fallen face first in the water? Yeah, 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 yeah. Art style as well. Some are more jarring. I think because, like, I think because the graphical fidelity and the resolution of Breath of the Wild is lower than the graphical fidelity and the resolution of, like, God of War and Spider-Man, I think that's probably why it didn't give me headaches. And like what Eugene is saying, speed of the game. There's not a lot of fast movement in Breath of the Wild. I'm zipping through the city in in Spider-Man. I'm, I'm getting in crazy high intense fights in God of War and spinning the camera around and, and you know and dashing across the room you know the OLED switch has a 4k output did you see all that uh, all that chuckles talk yeah I don't know why it doesn't do it's not going to ever have 4k games though does it <laughs> how are you going to get 4k out of that system it's not strong it's not a very strong system Maybe this is just a Marauder thing, because Green Factions guy is right on the edge overhanging the water. <laughs> it took 30 seconds on Google to find multiple articles that say 90 hertz is the sweet spot, but people can tell up to around 200 FPS. Yeah, you can visually tell. If they did, like, a test and asked you, it, you know, can you sense the difference? Can you tell the difference? Yeah, I, 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 I bet that there would be all the way up to, like you said, 200. I, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. Not to backseat from uh, a couple of guys I saw. Great cleave is great to do at forty five and has a lot of side quests that lead to endgame. I'm forty eight and almost forty nine though. D Max and no, you're not backseat gaming by the way. If it's a leveling guide or a tip, I'll take it. I will friggin' take it. It doesn't have four K output. It comes with a four K compatible HDMI cord. That means nothing. Yeah, I don't. What what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> yeah, I guess is that. Is that in case you have that kind of a television? It's so hard to see the difference above 120. You got to really stare and focus at seeing a difference. Yeah, the difference between 120 and 200, yeah, you're not going to see much of a difference. And once you get beyond 200, it's too fast to tell. It, it's so loose and quick, you're not going to be able to tell. Um. 90 bought of the remaining supply of Tegras from NVIDIA, and we'll want to shift that, and then we will get a new one next year. Oh, Nintendo bought up the remaining supply. Oh, okay. It's just that those are now the standard HDMI cord, so that's just what is easier to make and include with consoles. Right. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I... 
I don't think that the current Nintendo Switch OLED or the other is ever going to be considered a very powerful, you know, device. I, I'm surprised at some of the games that they're putting on it. I really, really am. I, you know, can't you get like Doom on it? I'm like, I don't understand. I, I, how bad, how bad does that look and run? It, it can't be. It can't be very good. Um, I don't know. It, it, it can't be. <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's like. It's, it's not even built for that. It's not that kind of a system. The screen resolution, the the way that the, the way that it does and uses less power. So like you get better frames, you get better frames in Breath of the Wild when you un, un, when it's undocked. You know what I mean? Like that's just bizarre if you think about it. It's just that's that is absolutely bizarre. It's not a system that's built for that. Now, that obviously could change with time. That obviously could change with time, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's their goal. Nintendo's never really been the high fidelity guys. That's never really been their their market. Now a boost in power, you know, a boost in power. I don't know. Most higher end phones are stronger than a Switch. Right. Yeah. Um What's this article about, Eugene? Uh, We're thrilled to announce that God of War from 2018 will be coming to PC on January the 14th, 2022. All of us at Santa Monica Studio have been humbled by the immense amount of support and passion, uh, passion fans passions fans of the God of War series have shown in the latest chapter of the Kratos story. As of August 2021, 19.5 million copies of God of War on the PlayStation 4 have been sold the uh, through, sold through, and we can't wait to share that experience with a whole new group of players on PC. Yeah. 19 and a half million copies sold on, uh, on the PS4. That's crazy. And people wonder why they're doing cross-gen. <laughs> people wonder why they're doing cross-gen support. You know what I mean? Um, wasn't the PS4 stronger than a Switch? Or did that change with the OLED version? The OLED version isn't stronger, I don't think, in any in any way. Um, hey, but 19 and a half million people fell for that scam. It's like all the other God of War games. Same old Sony template. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's a 20% attach rate yeah yeah that's that is so that is so well done you know you know cross-gen supports holding back the sequel shut up (laughs) uh Mm. Mm. So you're saying it's not as popular as some people think? Only 19 million out of 140 million consoles sold? Well, at the time, it wouldn't have been 140 million consoles sold. Go back to 2018, and we know that the bulk of video game sales happened in the first month. So how many PlayStation 4s were in circulation in 2018? That was three freaking years ago, right? That's an insane attach rate. That's like that's what Eugene is saying. That's like a 20% attach rate. There was probably 100 million consoles in circulation at that time, and they sold almost 20 million copies. Like, that's crazy. 
that's re- that's insanely good that's why they want cross generational support for the game it's a single player it's a single player action adventure game RPG you know whatever you want to call it let's hope the port for God of War is better than Horizon Horizon was rough they have made it significantly better and Horizon gets significantly stabler more stable I should say when you cap at the 60 I think too many people tried to push that game beyond where it could have ever or was ever intended to go even 60 causes animation issues because the game was originally built in a 30 FPS environment you know uh, I think the Days Gone port proves that PlayStation games can port to the PC beautifully. The Days Gone port is got to be, I think, one of the best ports I've ever played. It's rock, solid, beautiful, stable performance. Zero issues with Days Gone. Not disagreeing, I'm just saying I hear a lot of people basically saying everyone bought God of War. Yeah, but that statement has to be taken as a as a as a as a as a hype a hyperbolic statement intended to convey a point, right? It's not as popular as I expected based on fan comments. I would say a 19 million out of about a hundred million attach rate is actually really, really freaking good. Especially when you consider the Asian market being a significant portion of those PlayStation purchases and God of War not appealing to an Asian audience as much as it appeals to a Western audience. I'm sure the the Asian the, like the Asian market purchases were probably good, but God of War is definitely not a it's it's not going to appeal to people that like are looking for JRPGs and stuff. You know, so it, it probably is actually a very impressive sales number given the demographics of the Sony audience. You got you have to I think you have to look at it in context and see how Sony does and how the PlayStation does outside of the West and God of War as a game is likely significantly more popular in the West comparatively making it an insane like that's why people probably say yeah everybody bought it like yeah probably true in the western market and the western saturation percentages like the attachment of playstation 4's sold in the west that ended up with god of war on it was probably just ridiculously good you know so glad I waited to play God of War on PS5. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 4K checkerboard with the with the 60 FPS is beautiful. You know what I mean? No Halo has touched that. What's that say? Uh, not impressive at all because Jim said so himself. You're not enough. What do you? I don't understand what you're saying, Mo. I need to play the Days Gone port. I've had it installed for months. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. It's a slow start, Justin. It's a slow start. It, Eugene will tell you it, it doesn't get better. I don't agree with him. I think once you get past like the second or the third hour, it starts to ramp up. I'm not going to sit here and do the thing that people do with other games and be like, you got to put in 16 hours and then it gets good. It's good, right? It's good, but it certainly gets better once you get a couple of hours in. It's a slow start, and it's well. I think it's well worth it. Jim wants more. Should I still wait to play New World? I keep hearing it's a mess and hard to get in. That's not true. No. It's very easy to get in. Server queue problems are not a problem. 
the early game, the first 100 hours of the game is a perfectly fine and good experience. I want you to really think about that. I know Upper's video is getting traction. It's not surprising. He's a big YouTuber and he's 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 shredding the game up and, and making comparisons to Anthem. Okay? So it's not surprising that his video is getting traction. However, I want you to hear what I just said. <laughs> it's a $40 MMO with a daily engaged player base peaks in the four and five hundred thousands of ever that's how many people on at a given time okay and the first 100 to maybe 200 hours are perfectly fine experience for 40 bucks like that's that's kind of crazy that's that's kind of nuts for 40 dollars you can put in over 100 hours and then once you get into yes once you get into like the 200 hour and above range you will start to hit some of the end game problems the question is how long is it going to take you to clock 150 to 200 hours now that keep in mind is 150 to 200 hours of extremely efficient playing if you want to get to the end game I have like 140 hours in right now I'd say 10 of those hours are queue during the first week I spent a lot of the time in queue that's fine 120 to 130 hours I put in the game right now and I'm like 48 I'm not even at the end I'm not max level for 40 bucks I don't know you know what I mean I'm just baffled by the idea that 19.5 million doesn't equal extremely profitable wait they're saying it wasn't profitable or or you're you're saying that other people are saying that that wasn't profitable Eugene 19.5 million copies of God of War puts it close to the top 50 selling of all time. Hot take. Upper is a clickbait drama artist? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, The Asian market is weird. Japan pushes hard in the console arena, but the rest of Asia is out here playing mobile and PC cafe and Switch only. Yeah, I have a Korean friend, and we were talking about that. We were talking about the the gaming demographics and uh, the differences between, like, Japanese and Korean culture. Um, it was actually very interesting. Is oh, you meant popular? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, it's almost a top fifty selling game of all time, and for people to be like, "Oh, it's not popular," or they shouldn't have done cross generational support is just absurd. It's just people that, you know, I don't know. Three hundred thirty hours since launch. I've had an amazing time. Lots to do. Yeah, there's a good testimony. Three hundred thirty hours. This man spent $40 and has played, you know, a lifetime in a game <laughs> compared to other games. You know what I mean? What gaming culture do you feel is the culture companies want most in uh, daily engagement with regular spending? You know what I mean? My wife is Vietnamese. She loves her Switch. Can't really get into normal console games. Yeah, it just—it also depends on how much time that she spend in and around that culture and those people because they—that'll affect you, right? If all your friends, like if you live in, let's say you live in Vietnam or you live in Japan, and all your friends are playing mobile games, well, then you're probably going to play mobile games too. You tend—you tend to follow sort of the crowd. It has a huge influence. Deadly Dad Gaming, I'm 360 hours in and still love the game. Lots to still do and engage with in the game on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is the leveling experience in New World fun? I refunded because of queues, but leveling was boring, and now with market problems, all the mats you gather are just worth pennies. Well, not all the mats, some of the mats. Uh, we discussed that today, like how to fix that. I think some people came up with some really good ideas on how they could fix it. Um, leveling's great. Leveling's great until you get into the 30s, and then it's really bad in the 40s, and I'm probably about to enter the 50s and feel even worse about it. You know what I mean? When you misrepresent someone's video into what you want him to be saying, I guess it's easy to write off anyone you don't like. Right, like, from what it... To me, it sounded like Upper's video was pretty fair. It sounded to me like it was pretty fair. He was like, look, for 40 bucks, the base game's great. A lot of people aren't even going to encounter the problems that uh, that he's encountering. A lot of the problems, you know, that he's dealing with, they're not even going to feel them. But he's basically saying, look, the end game is... Uh, it's nearing an anthem level of disorganized and problematic, you know? Um, so. Ouch. Oh. Leveling sucks in New Worlds as pugs. I struggle to get into the game. For an MMO, I hardly run into anyone doing things in the same area for me. Does New World track your time spent on different activities? I'd love to see a breakdown of those, uh, those three to four hundred hours. I don't know. It doesn't. Mm -mm. I've not been I've been doing quests and not been doing major grinds and I'm still finding quests way beneath my level. I'm not having trouble leveling. 35 to 45 is a bit of a grind, but you don't have to rush leveling. I've basically given up on hitting 60 quickly. I'm just like it'll happen when it happens. I'm not going to sit here and drive myself crazy and then familiarity breeds contempt, right? So, I'm not going to sit here and irritate myself to the point that I don't enjoy the game anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? My gathering is all above 100 except for fishing. Uh, cooking is at a hundred, weaving and smelting is at a hundred. I, you know, I got a lot of my stuff at the in the in the hundred. You know, in the hundreds. Um, when he's not engaging in the phony culture war, he can make some decent stuff. What phony culture war? What are you talking about? By the way, my interview and episode with Gothics was amazing, and we've uh, we're making plans to do more stuff together. So Vanessa is, she is. I think she's just such a great person and I really enjoy working with her and that that interview is going to hit Friday and it was just it was awesome I really enjoyed it and um, and uh, we're planning on doing some more stuff and um, yeah there's going to I think she even kind of influenced me a little bit and some decisions I'm going to be making about content and uh, yeah we may end up doing some more stuff together in the future so she had some really good insights that she shared with me after the interview and I was like okay 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 uh left right etc it's phony wait I I I am gonna regret I'm gonna regret asking this you you think that it's phony that there aren't there's not like a polarized culture right now that is engaged in sort of a power grab quote unquote war you don't think that that's happening the interview with Gothics will be live on Friday. I love what you guys have done so far. Can't wait for the next interview. I was in just such a better headspace for this one, too. Like, I wasn't, like, fragile and, like, scared to talk about things. Like, when I did my first interview with her, I was so terrified. I was, like, I had, like, I had, like, post-traumatic stress. It was, like, they're going to take more from me. They're going to hurt me again for talking to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of scared in the interview. So, it, uh, it was much better this time. I was in a much better place. It's polarized, but it's a setup. 
By who? Who? <laughs> Who's the architect? Who's the architect? The media? In quotations, the media? The government? Who's doing it? Who's the architect? Or is it merely the outworking of humanity? <laughs> We're tribalistic by nature, are we not? So at every echelon of culture, it takes place, happens, ingredients itself, and then people choose sides. It's the Bitcoin creator. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, says Vengeance. It's me. It's the outworking of humanity. What Historically, have we ever not been like this? <laughs> historically speaking... Have we ever not been like this? Do we have a good track record as like as human beings? You know what I mean? You can, like track the history and the behavior of bears, right? You can track the history and the behavior of I don't know honeybees. Track the history and the behavior of human beings and try and act like we're in some special time. You know, like. Yeah, the chronological snobbery of like this is the only time it's ever been like this what the frick are you talking about it's always been like this humans are as good as they are terrible we exist on a spectrum we are as great and can achieve the heights of genius and creativity and on the other end of the spectrum we can get just as deep and as low and as awful as like Mao and Pol Pot and, and serial killers right that's humanity, man. <laughs> Leave the bees out of this. <laughs> the architect is a gray-haired man with a clicker pen. Yeah. Ergo, consequently, vis-a-vis. <laughs> the freaking architect, baby. Human beings are disease. <laughs> I'm going to share with you a revelation that I have come to from my time here. Do you want to know what it is? It's the smell. <laughs> Find them and destroy them. <laughs> you need to dress up as that for Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> In one life, <laughs> you work for a respectable software. I can't do it now. I've lost it. I've lost it. <clears throat> uh, me, me, me. Me too. I caught my son in the ASMR Purple channel. He had a stern talking to, and now no more purple for him. You know what bothers me about that is there's some really good ASMR creators over there, but he was probably a lot watching like booty cheek ear licking. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I don't know how old he is, but if I was 13 and I clicked on a video and it was some, you know, greatly shaped rear end, you know, yoga pant wearing ear licking, you know, hottie, I, uh, I'd have watched that. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know what I was doing when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, like my teenage years. Like, I, I would have watched that. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be blocked. It's not going to be filtered, you know? 
that's another planned topic, by the way, is that the purple platform is an adult platform. That's a fact, Jack. It's an adult platform now. So get your 13 age rating out of here, and the ad revenue should get the frick off that platform. It's an adult platform. It's an adult platform. Shut the frick up about the fact that the clothes are staying on. Did they let 13-year-olds walk into, uh, you know, some of these bars out here that have pole dancers, you know? Well, their clothes stay on, so yeah, it's perfectly okay for 13-year-olds to come in here and hang out. We have an arcade, and we have pinball, and we have pole dancers. No, that's adult content! The frick are you doing? You wouldn't expose a 13-year-old to that! What are you doing? Like, human psychologists, they need to weigh in on this, dude. The frick are you doing? This is not amoral. This is not neutral. It isn't. Stop pretending that it is. You're not empowering women, and you're not sexist to speak against it. It's adult content, and young minds are being exposed to it freaking garbage you want to do that that's fine no judgment there's websites that sell that and they do it and they're classified so they trigger filters right if my kid was 13 or 14 I'd have the filters in place so he couldn't see content that was outside of the categories of his brain development I'd be like no you're not consuming that it's not for you And this company has the audacity to act like it's totally fine for a 13-age-rated website to have adult content on it. It's just freaking ignorant. I get so irritated when I think about it. If I was still on that platform, I'd be so aggravated. I'm like, this is not a neutral issue. It's not. It's not a matter of shaming. It's not a matter of being like chauvinistic or like put some clothes on. No, this is a 13 age rated website that has no business on this platform. And I hope they lose ad revenue dollars hand over fist once some of these companies start to realize what the frick is going on. Got your booty on screen licking an ear. That's not ASMR. That's not neutral content it's not quit freaking pretending that it is you're so shackled and scared of woke culture acting like if you shut that down you're somehow like anti-women or something what are you talking about no one is against no one's parade like i'm against that kind of content no i'm against that kind of content on a platform age rated at 13 that's what i'm against How many of these platforms would get away with that, by the way? How many? Like, imagine an adult-rated website establishing a rule that as long as you keep your clothes on, we're going to lower our age rating to 13. Would that fly? Would that be okay? Would we be okay with that as a society, as people that are concerned for younger influential minds like why do you think people get so angry when like a high school teacher has a relationship with a student why because it's a young impressionable mind and someone in a position of authority and power abuse that power and we have no problem with this platform just being like we're just gonna look the other way and have 
thousands of hours of adult content on the website every single freaking day tons of ad revenue and no one's uh no one is exactly not buying products because they're advertised on purple And then people, this was so funny too. This is so funny. What a freaking red herring this was. All the earning rates comes out and people are like, it's so surprising that a bunch of white men are the biggest earners on the platform. I thought booby streamers were taking over the platform. No one's creating that dialogue. Nobody. I don't see a single person with a shred of influence creating a dialogue that like booby streamers are stealing viewers. I don't see that anywhere. No one's saying that. Nobody. They create a false narrative to combat so they can claim like, like it's like self-inflicted victimizations. Like, I'm a victim. Everyone acts like I'm trying to steal viewers. Nobody's claiming that. Maybe a troll here and there. But nobody's claiming that. How about language too? Well, yeah, you're supposed to mark yourself like for mature audiences. You're supposed to mark yourself for that if you're playing that kind of content super violent or mature games or whatever you you I don't think they if they they don't force it but that content should be flagged as mature cuz it is it's adult content it's not adult content's ubiquitous and readily accessed since cable tv and vhs tapes it's just a bit easier today but i think you're misunderstanding the point as an adult okay with children there are filtering processes that I can go through to protect my young minds in my home from that content. And you get to skirt around those filters when you have an age rating of 13 and yet your platform contains the adult content, right? You cannot get the same content on YouTube. No, Justin, because it's flagged and you must be logged in to view it. Therefore, my filtering would work. YouTube would honor my filters. If I gave my kid an account and they watched YouTube kids, they would never be able to get access to that content. It'd be blocked. It'd be inaccessible to them. That's how this works. And Purple disrupts all of that with their gray area nonsense that they pull on this topic. It's freaking bogus. It's bogus. Like I said, if some adult-rated website suddenly instituted a rule that everybody had to keep their clothes on, but they could, like, dance and shake their parts and lick microphones, and they'd be like, oh, we're a 13-age-rated website now, people would be incensed. They'd be like, what the frick? No, that's an adult site. That's an adult site. So now it's going to get through these filters? It's on purpose. They hate your family. Yeah, 18 blocked on my system, but purple's 13, so it's unfiltered. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. I'm not going to sit here and act delusional and think that, like, you're going to keep kids from finding content like that that want to see it, right? If kids are savvy enough, they're going to find it. That's not the point that I'm making. There are protections and filters and and things put in place that protect those children from seeing that. And if Netflix suddenly was like, yeah, uh, Netflix Kids has a bunch of R-rated content, and then I'd be like, why'd you do that? Like, there was, a, there was an amount of trust here that I, I had with you. I gave my kids a kids account so they could watch their little cartoons and stuff. Well, sure, you would add that now. You would add that now, Derek. But again, 
how many parents have no idea they're like yeah we put the filters in place that's a 13 age rated website it's video games what the frick imagine a parent some single mom busily working super stacked and her schedule's full and she thinks little johnny's set up and he can watch these people play minecraft no problem and he stumbles into one of those streams come on wait we can't shr- you i just don't think you can shrug at this and say well he'd find it anyway if he was looking for it not necessarily there's some very very good ways to lock that stuff completely out so that your kids can't get access to it it's i think it's a form of dishonesty to have your site age rated at 13 and have that content on it that's the issue that's the issue super stack she should be streaming (laughs) well done well done Eugene alright we need to transition I wasn't watching the time I wasn't watching the time we got off on this rant this is the kind of content I want to start putting on SNTR Presents anyway you know um, anything depends on being live is going to always run ahead of ratings and censors well of course of course but you would trust like right now okay you could make an account over there and start streaming like restreaming adult content and then you'd get banned but there's a time period where you wouldn't get banned it doesn't get caught right away okay so sure letting your kid have access to a live streaming platform is does have that risk but i do think there's a fair amount of trust that like that's almost never going to happen and th- and that platform is going to work to shut it down when it does the difference here is it's there all day every day on the front page sometimes just front and center that's the point. It's 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 not like somebody's breaking the rules, and then you're and then little Johnny wanders into a stream and he sees something that he doesn't understand, and it, you know it's it's X-rated content that some moron is restreaming as a troll. Well, the platform's going to shut that down, minimizing the likelihood of it ever happening, because it has happened. People have done that, and then they get banned, and th- and they're probably quicker about it now anyway. I you know. A- account age should be required to stream anyway like an account should have to have a certain amount of age before you can start streaming because if not they'll just make another one and another one and another one and another one and eventually you got to IP ban that person but if they're using a if they're using a a, 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 a what is a proxy they're using like a VPN then you're, you're not going to be able to catch them so you're going to have to get even more creative but again the platform would be actively working against that same as YouTube same as YouTube you can't just post like, make a kid's channel, get a bunch of kid's subs, and then, like, upload X-rated content. You can't do that. It would get caught. Right? They would work to stop it. In this case, the platform is allowing it. The only reason some of these people are getting banned is because they're breaking TOS with respect to, like, putting links in their chat. They get around it with a link tree. They're not supposed to promote adult content on the website. They get banned for that. My premise is it already is adult content. So the, the, the TOS is a joke in my mind. Like, oh, you can't promote adult content in your chat. Why? Well, they don't want you using the purple platform as a funnel to your OnlyFans because your OnlyFans can have all kind of stuff on it. You know, you in a bikini all the way to actual acts. So they don't want you funneling people from purple over there. They don't want you using their platform to do that. Purple ASMR channels, 344,000 viewers versus Minecraft with 157,000. The two highest. Just thought I'd share. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, 
you know, talking about how, oh, it's not hurting the platform, it's not overtaking the platform. Well, you're looking at financial reports before this trend started. So, I don't know, give it a couple years. <laughs> give it a couple years. And hot tub, inflatable riding, you know, pillow straddling streamers might start to be bigger earners on the platform because the ad revenue and the viewership and the subs they get, uh, it's, it's pretty high. They get a lot. They get a lot. It's they're, they're they're not they're not slouching on that platform. You're looking at financials from like 2019 and 2020. This this phenomenon has taken place in the last six months, and Purple's doing literally nothing to properly police it and consider what it's going to do to the platform long term. It's a fraction still. They'll never be the majority, Eugene, but they'll certainly start to scratch out places in the top earners. I think. Oh, I'm telling you right now. In two years. Some of those ASMR streamers are going to be scratching out spots in the top. Big time. Big time. Because they, I mean, they are they are pulling viewers. Big viewership. So. New World tweeted a server population guide for people to use when deciding on a transfer. Okay. Stop complaining. Put on your bikini and play New World. <laughs> My wife and kids are out hanging out with some folks today doing like the hot cider pumpkin thing. Like they're all having a blast. So I need to quickly go grab my uh, my lunch and I'll be right back. And then we're going to like redirect over into New World. Don't forget that this afternoon at three o'clock, we are beginning the St. Oda Rage story over on Presents. Uh, and I'll give you guys a link and everything for the redirect. Um when we uh when we do it the it's already scheduled the gameplay stream so we had our talk this morning about the server transfer stuff if you miss it the beginning of this video has all the pertinent information you might need for server transfer and uh we'll be going over to just new world gameplay um again if there's uh if there's people around uh we'll be over there doing that okay so Give me just a second. Uh, we went late today on this morning show. I'm going to go grab my lunch. I'll be right back.
Oh, I'm back. Three hundred forty-four thousand is just chatting. The ASMR directory is about sixteen thousand. Yeah, but a lot of the just chatting, Eugene is is extremely similar, right? They're not licking ears, but they're definitely sitting there um, in an amount of clothing that you would consider to be, you know, not contextual to like a beach or something. Mm-hmm. Just scrolled it. We've had this conversation before, though, Eugene. You're scrolling it at noon. Go scroll it and take samples at, at 8 and 9 o'clock at night. Okay, uh, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, late at night it changes quite a bit. (laughs) All right, let me get you guys a link. It should, it should take you with us. We've really gotten this, uh, we've gotten this down pat here. I'm not the one in either of you throwing out bogus numbers to paint a picture. Yeah, but but I mean, I the, the viewership at night, Eugene. I mean, I, I've I've seen I'm seeing ASMR streamers in the five to sixteen thousand viewer range per per streamer. Now that's that's a shift, homie. It wasn't it wasn't like that before. It is shifting and growing. It definitely is. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's taking over. I'm not gonna act like it's taking over. But there's a shift. There's a big shift happening. They're getting higher and higher view counts, higher and higher sub counts. It's happening. Is it bad? Is it? I'm, am I? Are they hurting the platform? But to me, it's more about the the age rating of the website, more than anything. All right, I'm gonna hit live on the other channel. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is more New World gameplay that we do in the afternoons. We did a talk show this morning about the server transfers, and we greatly appreciate everybody who is here for that talk show. Make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button if you like this channel, my New World coverage, and also just variety gaming coverage in general. Going to be doing a little bit more leveling today, and uh, we appreciate everybody. We're ending the other stream, and that should bring 